do for you well i'm home from the hospital i had three surgeries oh my goodness wow and sounds like a waste wait. of money i can't wait till you have my favorite show on this morning pick i have a crush on her really wow well uh look at you into girls all of a sudden and well, is that one of the operations they did on you <laughs> yeah they um they did something to his penis and now it gets excited <laughs> for women one of my favorite songs from Pink is Raise Your Glass. Raise Your Glass. Actually, that song, uh, it, that's that was from her greatest hits album. Yeah. She, um... She had a greatest hits album and put two songs on there that weren't previous songs and i guess in a talk about positive thinking she put these two songs on her album and they both turned into hits so they they were Is her greatest right? hits yeah wow. i mean it's weird right it was raise your glass and uh fucking perfect which ah, most of us knew was perfect yeah. uh but uh, the original song was fucking perfect and then they put out you know a version for radio no, whatever. I'm not gonna. I'll wait till she comes in. Yeah. Dude, I, I love her. She she she's so hot and she's so adorable. I love her. She's so cute. Well, I'll Is tell you cute? what. <laughs> and and adorable. But what and uh, I'll hot. give you, I'll give you a preview. One of the songs she's gonna do live with her band, and she's got a whole big band she's bringing in. Is uh, fucking perfect. Which is, oh, my God, I can't wait. All right, Eric. There you go, Eric. Excited about oh, pink. I, I missed you. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you missed me. I missed you. I missed Robin. And I missed the whole crew. Hmm. All right. Well, we... Uh, I surgery was six hours long. What, what was the surgery? So I had my two hands, the carpet tunnel, and the fusion... Hmm. Where they had to cut the front of my neck and go all the way down to my spine. <laughs> wow, that's some memory. Jesus! Wow, Can you imagine <laughs> carpal tunnel. What? How would he get carpal tunnel? He doesn't repeat any uh, movements that much. You know what I mean? Carpal yeah, tunnel. I, I don't even know how he would get that. Well, he worked so hard at my computer. <laughs> yeah, but Once. I have to use my computer for work. I see. What work? And then after, oh. my, after the corporate, like after the surgeries, 
What is the work, Robin asked you. You you avoided her question. In other words, what is your work? Like when I have to do the the cameo on my computer. A carpal tunnel is a working man's disease. I don't know what, you know, it comes from repeated motions. I mean... Uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better, Eric. I'm, I'm glad it was. Okay. Well, I'm really know, happy. Here's the scary thing. The nurses had to help me uh, after I had to go to the bathroom on the toilet. Right. Yeah, that was so, scary for them. <laughs> this is the, well, what do you mean? In other words, you make a duty and a woman would have to wipe you? Yes. Oh, my God. You know, poor nurses. I mean... My daughter is a nurse. She's a nurse practitioner, and I'll tell you, they, 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 she works hard. But, but man, when you got to start wiping uh, Eric's ass, that's fucking crazy. Can you imagine that? I mean, Robin, you were a nurse. Could you imagine wiping his ass? No. No, right? Well, you got out. <laughs> I got out before it happened. I would have right. been there. You would have been. Wow. But I have a I have a powerful bidet on my toilet now. Right. All right, Eric. Uh, listen, good to talk to you. Glad you're you're um, your operation. Glad you're all more. better. Yeah. Hey, well, do me a favor. Can you tell Pick I say hello, please? I'll I'll I, we'll see. I, I might forget by then. You know, I got a lot on my mind. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thank you, Howard. Yep. Bye. I would just take a giant fire hose on that ass. Like I would blow out all the whatever's in there. I wouldn't go in for the wipe. A double? They did both hands? Yeah, they did both hands. That's why he couldn't wipe Mm. himself. All of his hands were Mm. in bandages, I guess. Can he just uh, rub his ass on the floor like a cat or something? Scoot across the floor. Scoot. Yeah, scoot. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a nurse, I'd quit. I'd I'd say, look, I'm willing to do anything. That's why I went into nursing. I want to help my fellow man. I want to save lives, but (laughs) wait. Yeah. Carpal tunnel. Can you imagine? From doing cameos. <laughs> That's an amazing story right there. That, the show ain't going to get better than that. So you can tune out now. It doesn't get more in, it, more moronic than that. That is crazy. I don't even know how he got an operation, how he afforded an operation. I don't get the whole thing. But, but uh, I happen to know... A lot about carpal tunnel syndrome, my my man, and may rest in peace. Uh, Doctor Sarno wrote quite a bit about that. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, what can I tell you? All right. Uh, anyway, I, if I sound a little dis, discombobulated this morning, it's uh, I, I I I you know I'm dealing with my mom and. My worst nightmare happened. I got a message from the place where she's at, and uh-huh. um, uh, last night I, you know, got up to go to the bathroom and check my phone, and was like, um, "No, no worries, everything's fine." But there was a pipe that burst ab- uh, above my mother's apartment, oh. and so water water came streaming. So they had a mover, and I'm just I'm just anticipate. Like I was excited today it was like an easier day because, you know. It's the, the sort of the end of our week of shows. And then, you know, I, I, I just want an easy day at this point in my right. life. You I don't, I don't want aggravation. To, to take a deep breath and relax after yeah. the show. I'll be honest. I've gotten to the point in my life. 
anyone gives me aggravation, I just don't want to be around them anymore or hear from them. You know what I mean? I just, I just, yeah. I just, I just want to be left alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm being honest. And uh, the the one person I've got to sort of take care of is my mother. Yeah. And uh, I do that begrudgingly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do it because uh, who else is going to do it? Uh, that's my job. But, you know, so so it was just like, oh, the pipes, but don't worry, it's fine. We moved her. And, I, you know, this is, there's a dialogue that's going to happen as soon as I get off this show today that uh, I'm going to have to call my mom and go, um, hey, mom, uh, you're not going to believe what happened. <laughs> You can and always I'm gonna go, have yeah, the conversation like, oh, without I've had having it. the conversation. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw it, I started doing the conversation in my head, and it's already happened, and I, I don't even want to make the phone call. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like... A, you know how well, it turns out. This is something horrible, something terrible happened last night. Mom, I know what happened. What? I know what happened. I heard the news. How did you hear the news? How do you know what happened? It's horrible. I, oh, I, I got a message from the guy who runs the place. He told me what... It was terrible. You're not going to believe it. All of my things, they had to move me in the middle of the night. That's my not my betting. And after all, I have my television and my hearing. I mean, to move is not a simple production. And I, mom, mom, it's going to be okay. And then, uh, listen, my pajamas, everything soaking wet. And, Huh? Oh. I, I, mom, mom, <laughs> mom, we'll get you set up. I'm sure they can fix it. What's doing with this place? All the money you spend. What is going on here? Oh, no. I don't know, Mom. I, I mean, Mom, let's look at the positive. You're safe. You're all right. Yes, but you should see. And the aide, she was so upset and they had to move me. And it's not easy. I mean, what's going on here? You're paying top dollar. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say, but hopefully. When will they get me back to my apartment? I don't know, Mom, but at least they have a, a, a bedroom for it. But it's not my bedroom. You understand? It's not easy for me, after all. I know, Mom. I know. I know. I understand. Oh. And, and oh, does my it ever date. help to, to sort of interrupt her, you know, monologue no. about how horrible no. it is? No, no. By saying, Wait. but let's look at the bright side. No. <laughs> you don't understand. And if I say something like, let's look at the bright side, she goes, no. All right, I have to go. <laughs> She'll just get off the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's like, if I'm miserable, you need to be miserable, too. Oh. I have to go now. Like she, like she's going to go do something. <laughs> oh, my God. My fucking day is ruined. I just uh, don't so know you're going to be dreading me. that call. Uh, what do you think? What yeah. do you think? <laughs> Let me alone. Let me alone. Let me be. It's like, you? really, what am I going to do? I mean. Uh, you can't avoid it. Everything filthy, dirty. We're going to have to wash it. You know, because with water, it's mold and dirt and filth. 
I mean, listen, um, nobody knows what it's like to be me. I have constant pain. I know, Mom, but we're working on that. I talked to your nurse, and everything was wet. And I said to them, we can't move. What are you doing? Oh, but I, you I, I know, stay, but man. Mom, yeah, I need to know how long I'm going to be here. Well, Mom, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I got to call the guy. You're going to call the guy? Yeah, I'm going to call the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and believe me, I've seen water damage. This will never dry. And people usually have problems afterwards. And oh, look, dear. I don't know what's going to be. I had my dresser drawn with... <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need loving care. I told my wife this morning, you're not going to believe it. What? What happened? My mother, there was a, there was a, I don't know if it was water or flood or something. And my wife looked at me like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows what the damage is? And then they've got to go in. They've got to paint. I can't move my room. Well, well, we're gonna uh, have to you figure tell out. her, you tell her that she's not going back in there until everything is perfect. Oh, I'm not telling her that. I want her back in there as, as quickly <laughs> as possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, you talk to her. <laughs> hey, Mom, here's Robin. She's going to talk to you now. We're going to tag team you. Oh, no. Oh, you know, things, you know what it was? Things were going too well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you know, she's she's complaining, but... Now, you can't tell her anything you can't talk. I had a whole fucking argument with her about going to my daughter's wedding. I can't go. It's impossible. And as soon as I go, well, Mom, let's at least, at least let's fantasize what it would look like. It would, what? Let, let, let's fantasize what it would look like. I said, well, <laughs> why don't we just see what it would look like if you did go? I don't want that. You're upsetting me. You're upsetting me. Oh, what dear. are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're trying to make me feel bad. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying. It would be a wonderful gift to, to, to Ashley if her grandmother would. I'll see pictures of the wedding. What do I need to be there for? Oh, well, boy. it would be a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something pleasant like the flood in your apartment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I have to, like when I start in about my daughter's wedding, then I have to quickly switch because she's about to hang up on me because I'm a nudge uh. and I'm aggravating her. So then I go, oh, yeah. And Beth, and then I go, Beth, Beth's doing great. Oh, my Beth. How is my Beth? Thank God for Beth. It, would it help if Beth wanted her to go to the wedding? Oh, no. No. <laughs> what would I do there? No one's looking for me and I'd have to buy a dress. Mom, you wouldn't wear a dress. I'm going to wrap you up in a blanket like a mummy and bring you in there in a fucking wheelchair. 
now in my hand would have to be done. No one's looking at you. You're 100 years old. I can't go. You don't know. Leave me alone. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We'll leave you alone. You know, I think of you sort of like Norman Bates. <laughs> Thank you. Norman Bates had it better than me. Stop it. I only wish I could be Norman Bates. Take care, everyone. With your mom yelling down at you. Howard! <laughs> There's a flood. I was like, oh, why me? Why me? Why? Let me alone. Good. Let me alone. Let me be, will you? Why me? Why me? Why did it have to be me? I mean, I you know, my whole life I have felt like uh, off. Do you know what I mean by off? Like, like no, I'm a burden no. to everyone that nobody oh. wants to really be with me. I mean, it's a it's a nightmare. I got my own problems. I got big problems going on right up in here in my fucking head, <laughs> and I can't sit there. And 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 now this is in my head. You understand? I got pink coming in. You and I have things to talk about. And now all I hear is. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. You don't understand. This is a cry for help. And you're sitting there laughing. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh, my God. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, I wish there was know. a person. I wish there was a person in my life who could take care of this. Somebody who made her forget. Yeah. Like give her you know, a hypnotism. And she would change her her mind yeah. about things. You know, like she'd have some relief from her misery. Like a hypnotist. Mrs. Stern, look into my eyes. When you wake up, you will think being in the new apartment while the other one's getting fixed is the greatest thing. It's so nice. And you're so grateful that you have a place where there's another place you can go and, and have safety and dry things. And now, three, two, one. Hi, Howard. Oh, hi, Mom. What's doing? Uh, we had a, in a way, it was a blessing. Uh, there was a flood. Listen to this in the apartment. And now I'm in a gorgeous new place. And we're having a marvelous time. I feel like I'm on a vacation. Oh, that's wonderful, uh, Mom. <laughs> but never mind me. How's your day? Mine's perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to hear about me and my problems? Yes, and I'm so excited for the wedding. What? Oh, that must have been a bonus. I didn't even pay the guy for that. Pay the guy what? Uh, nothing, Mom. I'm sorry. Um, well, have a wonderful day. Yes, of course. I won the lottery with you, son. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you, Mom. Oh, my goodness. Where's <laughs> this guy? Let's get him in. <laughs> Where's that hypnotist? <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you, you know, when the flood happened, I said, you know something? It could be a lot worse. The sun is shining. I'm happy to be alive. I'm surrounded by loving family, and you, son, take such good care of me. A little water in the apartment is no big deal. <laughs> the people who work here are lovely. They say they'll get me back in my place in no time. And in the meanwhile, I'll enjoy being somewhere new. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's wonderful, Mom. By the way, you know, it's almost spring. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. 
All you need to do is call it. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, okay, Mom. All right. Well, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. It was absolutely pleasant. Absolutely. Enjoy your day. You too. Always look on the bright side of life. Absolutely, Mom. I always try to see my blessings. And you know, nobody has the- suggested this hypnotist. <laughs> By the way, tell Beth I love her, but you're my hero. Yes, Mom, of course. You're number one, not Beth. Thank you. Right. I, you pay all my bills. That's right, Mom, I do. Just wanted to say thank you. I mean, Beth does uh, get me things, but uh, you're the one who's masterminding all of it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my hypnotist? Where's my hero? Uh, you mm. need one bad. You need the best one. Oh. Because she probably wouldn't even listen to a hypnotist you know, if you really had her there. Mrs. Stern, we're going to have to touch. What are you doing? I want you to close your eyes. I'm not comfortable with that. Now I'm going to take you to a place and I want you to start counting backwards. Ten, nine. What's after nine? Eight. <laughs> and now, Mrs. Stern, yes, you're happy. Happiness is a state of mind. What? I can't hear you. Happiness is a state of mind. Talk louder. I want you to come to a place with me, a place. I'm not going anywhere with you. Who is this fucked maniac? <laughs> I'm calling the police. Howard, Howard, call the police. I don't know how to call the police. I don't know how to do anything for myself. All right, I'll call the police, Mom. I'll call the police. Get rid of the hypnotist. <laughs> That's the symphony in my head. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have a shit day. I already know it. Did you? Can you um, practice? I forget what they call it. It's a kind of listening. No. Where you really don't listen. No, I can't practice that. I practice enough. (laughs) (laughs) At this point in my life, my kids are supposed to be doing for me what I, you know, I'm supposed to be able to call my kids and go, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was a flood. Help me. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be bitching and whining. My turn. No, that's my turn. What, you, what you want to be doing. Oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> I can't tell my mother anything negative either. You know, like, how are you? You know, when we finally get to that, I go, yeah. Oh, my God. Everything's great. Really? Oh, yeah. Everything's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> No problem. I hate to burden you with my problem. No, Mom. I lo- Call me as much as you need me. <laughs> call me as much as you can. Whatever you need, you're my mother. Oh, thank you. I have no one else I can talk to. I know oh, that, boy. Mom. I know, I know. You tell me every problem. You don't worry about a thing. I got you covered. I'm your man. Yes, your father was very tight with a dollar. I know, Mom. Not me. I'll spend and spend and spend until I'm bankrupt. Thank you, son. Yes, yeah. You stay. You stay in the game, and I'll just keep spending. Okay. I love uh, how she's worried about buying a dress. You know, that's so funny to me. Yeah. Well, she got a closet full of dresses. Yeah. And then, and Beth said she'd buy her a dress. Of course she would. Nobody was expecting her to go to town and shop. Yeah. 
like my mother, my mother hasn't bought anything for herself in the last 15 <laughs> years. Beth buys her everything. She goes online. By, How on? What is it, Mom? Listen, I hate to burden you. Oh, really? I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I hate to burden you, but I don't have pajamas. I saw you the other day. You were in pajamas. I like the pajamas that are cotton, and the only one who knows to get them is Beth. Beth's the only one who knows how to get cotton pajamas? I've asked other people. They don't know. She knows how to get them. Oh, okay, Mom. Um, uh, well, okay, we'll get you. But it's got to be with a pocket in the front for my <laughs> tissues. What? The tissues I like a front pocket. All right, cotton pajamas with a front pocket. Okay. And, you know, I've lost weight, so it has to be the right size. I understand. Okay, we're going to get you a few pair. What? I need one pair. No, 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 Mom. <laughs> I want to get you a few pair of pajamas, and you'll try them. I don't need a few pair. I just need a pair of pajamas with a front. Mom, I don't know your size. Beth doesn't know your size. You're going to send you a couple of pair. If you want, you want, you could send back the ones that don't fit. What do you mean, send them back? Well, you put them in, they give you a packing slip, and you put a pack. I don't know how to do that. Maybe the aide could do that. I don't want to. I mean, if they don't fit, maybe. Mom, I tell you what. Try them on. Whatever fits, fit. Whatever doesn't fit, we'll come and we'll take back the next time we visit you. Oh, you know, I hate that you have to get so many pajamas. You should only buy one. I know, I know, but this is the way it is if we shop online. Where are you shopping? Online. On the line? On a, <laughs> on a, on the machine, the computer. Oh, okay. You're going to go on the computer. Yes, that's right. And then you'll get your pajamas. You wait and see. It's going to take a little while. How long is it going to take? Well, I mean, sometimes lately, I don't know, with the supply chain, the the whole, the sub, the, 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 the country is in a, in a, since the COVID. Who's got COVID? No, ever since the, the COVID, <laughs> they sometimes it takes a week or two. A week or two. All right, look, I'll try to wait a week or two. I don't know and where you're next, shopping. A week for and pajamas? The next, and then the next <laughs> phone call is like, where are the pajamas? I mean, we did, I, I, I know Beth ordered them. I know, Mom, but sometimes it takes time. I don't know why. They used to deliver this stuff in a day or two. Now it sometimes takes a week. I know. I mean. And then when the pajamas finally get there. Well, I got so many pajamas. I don't think I can try them all on. Uh, Mom, I tell you what. You'll go on a schedule. What? A schedule. You'll try on one pair of pajamas a day. How's that? Listen, that's a lot for me because <laughs> to try on something, I need oh help. Oh, my goodness. So this is difficult for me. I know, Mom. I know. I know it's hard. I, you know, I try on a pair. Maybe the first pair will fit. Well, and first like, you try on the top. Oh, no. Let, let, listen. <laughs> listen. Then nobody. Let's I mean, just get through the tops. Oh no no no! Then she puts no. my, then I then it's like, 
Listen, I'm calling you, good news. We put on the pajamas, they're terrific. Oh, thank God. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to try on the other pair. It's a lot for me. Well, all right. I'll come back and uh, get the rest of them and we'll take them off your hands. Well, maybe I should try them on because <laughs> what if they fit? But I hope, where am I going? I don't need so many pajamas. I go, well, why don't you do this, Mom? Every day, try one on if you feel like it. If you don't feel like it, don't try them on and keep them there. And how will you return them then? I, well, 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 we'll see. Don't worry about it. They're not that expensive. I hate to waste money. All right. Well, you're wasting plenty of money. What? I mean, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Every day you're wasting money. What? <laughs> yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Do but, you um, think you're listening to you 20 years from now? You know what? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I could, what do you mean Robin's on the phone? <laughs> That's the other. I said, Mom, why don't are you hearing from your friends? Why? I said, are you hearing? I said, you know what would be nice? Why don't you speak to your friends on the phone? They, they, I call. But listen, between you and me, it's hard to talk on the phone. It hurts my voice. Oh. oh, okay. So you don't want to talk on the phone? Well, to you, I'll talk to complain, but uh, other <laughs> people, no. 20 years from now, let me tell you my fate, okay? Since okay. you asked, I'll give you uh, the crystal ball. In 20 years, I'll still be taking care of my mother. She's going to be 125 <laughs> years old. And there's going to be no time for me to complain. So, no, oh, I won't sound my like my mom. I'll be like, hi, hi, mom. Hello. <laughs> I'll be in that room with her. I can't believe there was a flood. There's a flood. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, she's not going anywhere. She's doing just fine. Yeah, I don't, I'm not looking forward to the rest of the day. She's crazy. I, I, I raise the heat in here to, I mean, I, I turn the air conditioning off by one degree and then it gets too hot and then I turn it down and it gets too cold. You don't have, but there's no sweet spot. There's just these two. No, it's too. It's like there's just one after the other, and one is too cold, and one is too hot. Goldilocks. I need a half a degree. <laughs> they don't make that, do they? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, Callie in Michigan. What's your name? Oh, I mean, what do you want? I mean, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, yes, yes, darling. What can I do for you? Um, so everyone has a similar situation, or they don't. But uh, my mother is uh, could be. I can't believe what you just said. You know what you just said, Callie? You said <laughs> everyone has a similar situation, or they don't. Think about right. that sentence. That's an amazing sentence. Well, she did include everybody. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has a similar situation, or they don't. Well, it's true. <laughs> but will you remember? All right, honey. I don't know what you're talking about. My mother could end up uh, this way, and we could all end up this way, but at least you have a best friend. Uh, Robin, love you. Uh, I'm lucky to have a best friend. Right, as I got, well. I got, I, uh, you, you, I, thank you, Callie. Okay. What the fuck is wrong with her? Uh, she couldn't have called for that reason. 
something happened in between her calling and getting on the phone. Yes, Donna in New York. Hi, Donna. Hey, Howard. Um, I have been through all of the stuff that you go through with your, like, gone through with your parents, and I love listening to you having your fake conversations with both of them. <laughs> Nothing but fake we, about them. No, that's exactly what they. I'm, I'm doing it verbatim. I'm telling you, it hasn't even happened yet. I know. I know. Later today, that conversation you just heard is what I'm going to have to repeat. Well, well, thank you, and and I'm really sorry for the struggle of all of it. But um, when it comes to your mom and things like the pajamas. Um, don't get into a conversation with her. Just order a, a ton of them. Have Beth order a ton of them. We did. We did. It doesn't matter. Without, you don't need a conversation with her. Same with the dress. No, she gets in with the conversation. What are you talking about? I'm, Donna, I'm telling you. I, 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 she tells me she needs the pajamas, and then it's a whole thing, I, a whole dialogue. I go, Mom, don't worry about it. I'm going to send you 10 pair of pajamas. No, no, and send 10 pair. you did say the 10 pair. <laughs> But that you doesn't matter. Do then if that. I say, all right, mom, consider it done. Well, what kind of material? You know, I only like cotton. I go, okay, uh, cotton it is, mom. And then Beth starts quaking because she knows <laughs> if she gets anything with any kind of artificial, like if it's right, 98% blend, yeah. Right. 98% cotton and 2% rayon or something. Oh, my God. Like my mother's like the rayon put. What am rayon? I go, mom, mom. It's just a hold. I mean, it's ninety eight percent cotton. I know, but the two percent it irritates my skin. My skin can't breathe with these artificial fibers. Uh, mom, what do you mean your skin can't breathe? That rayon doesn't have natural uh, fibers. I it's know. Like I was tree. very explicit. Rayon I... is a natural fiber. No, it's not. Listen, Robin, <laughs> you keep quiet. I'm telling you, you don't know. Uh, rayon is not. <laughs> I like cotton. That's what I mean. You see how you're getting sucked in? You get, you're you're <laughs> you too trying to convince in. her? You get sucked in. You see how you got you engaged with her? <laughs> oh, my Beth, God. And then Beth, Beth, Beth no goes wrong so... in your mother's eyes. Just tell her it was Beth's idea. No, no, I, and Beth, Beth can do no wrong, but if she got Rayon, Beth could, well, <laughs> Beth didn't buy these, did she? I mean, it's Rayon. <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to do, ruin Beth's reputation? Ray, Rayon is my kryptonite. Oh, God. I live a distance from where my folks lived, and I was ordering their appliances for them. Oh, forget uh, that. I mean, just, uh, It would I, show up, you know, here's your new dryer. Yeah, I've done all that. I thank you uh, for your inspiration. No, it's just horrible. My whole life I got lectured about rayon. and I only wear natural fibers. This uh, rayon, uh, it's terrible. It, your, your skin doesn't breathe. I always thought I was She's suffocated. thinking it's some synthetic fiber yeah, like yeah. from the 70s. It is not. It's a natural fiber. She claims her skin doesn't breathe. <laughs> I didn't even know your skin could breathe. I didn't know what your, the fuck. Your skin does breathe, yeah. Well, she says her skin can't breathe. <laughs> I said breathe through your mouth and your nose. It's enough. You're getting enough oxygen. The rest of you don't need to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Let your skin take a break. <laughs> You're killing me with these pajamas. They're suffocating me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and if they're bad pajamas, you don't hear the end of it. Uh, I can't wear, listen, I don't mean to complain, but I can't wear these. It's rayon. 
Oh, I, 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 I don't understand. I'm going to go talk to Beth about it. Talk to Beth? She's the one who got these. I know. <laughs> but she's thinking rayon is polyester. It's not. She should have learned that long ago. No. No, she doesn't know. She hasn't learned that. You teach her. <laughs> you call her and teach her. <laughs> Do me a favor. I'm going to give you the number after the show. <laughs> you can talk to her. She'll uh, hang up on me. You know that. That Robin yeah. called. <laughs> I hung her right up. <laughs> can you? Oh, she would. Can you imagine? I'm all of a sudden Robin called. I got like, right? I mean, that's your friend. I don't know what she's calling me. Like uh, my buddy Pat wanted to call her. For years, uh -huh. my buddy Pat trained her and exercised her. You know, he did a favor for me. I go, you know, Mom, you know who wants to call you? I'm trying to cheer her up. Yeah. Pat. Pat. Yeah, Pat <laughs> wants to call you. I don't What am I going to say to Pat? I, I, I don't know. Have, he's concerned about you. How nice someone wants to check in on you. Listen, tell him not to call me. It's too hot. I can't get on the phone with him. I, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about rayon in your pajamas. I'm sorry I brought up that. The rayon, I can't wear it. I'm telling you, it's synthetic. <laughs> Robin says, Robin says what? Robin says it's not synthetic. Listen, that Robin doesn't know a thing. She knows something, but not that. I said, All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, woe is me. Help me. Help me, Robin. I'm drowning over here. Throw me a lifeline. You've got it easy. I know. I, I feel for you. I don't know how you get through all of these conversations. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, you're on in Indiana. Hi, Dave. Good morning. How are you? Love you guys. Uh, I just I sympathize with you. I empathize with you because uh, my mother, who's no longer here, uh, she was just. I, my wife told me tells me I'm going to hell because I would literally take the phone and just be like, uh huh, uh huh, and I would just set the <laughs> phone down next to the couch and just let her go on and on and on. And I don't know if your mom ever does that or not, but you no, know, where you I can't like, do. No, I got to be on my game. I got to be on my game okay. with my mom. She so, yeah, knows when I'm listening. Oh, that's so difficult because no. uh, at least mine would go on for a rant forever and ever, and you could just set her down and just be like, uh huh, uh huh. All right. my, well, there you go. Just, yeah. So, anyways, good luck. I, I, uh, I love you. you guys. Uh, sorry. Well, I Thank do you. have, um, I do have therapy today. That's good. Oh, so after you talk to her, you can, yeah, complain about her to him. <laughs> He's probably backing up the Brinks truck now. I'm going to need extra sessions. <laughs> That's gonna cause it. Uh, what do you need? I like when my mom goes. What do you need a therapist for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I bet. I bet you sit there and talk about me. Oh no! You know it's weird. People think that about therapy, mom. We never bring you up. <laughs> really? No, we never bring you up. It's not about you. Oh, I thought you're sitting there telling her, Mom, my mother didn't do this, my mother didn't do that, and my father, believe me, you had it good. And nothing, I didn't have a mother. I, my father, he threw us out of the house. You had it plenty good. 
And just remember your father loved you. All right. Well, she does Mama. make a point. Your father never threw you out of the house. There you go. <laughs> you would have liked to. No, Mom, I, I never bring you up uh, in therapy. Why would I? You're perfect. That's, believe you me, I'm perfect. I've sat and made meals and... And uh, you'd say, and you'd follow me around, ma, ma. Uh, you're a mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, it's typical for a little child to call out to their mother. You were a mama's boy. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I called out to you. Anyway, why me? Why me? Why did the pipe have to... The, the building she's in is huge. Why did the pipe have to burst over her apartment? It, her apartment. There's 50,000 apartments in that building. <laughs> and the one pipe that burst was right over her right over her bedroom. She was the only one affected by this? Only one affected. There oh, you go. Let me alone. Think. Good, let me alone. Let me be. <laughs> why me? Why me? Why did it He's messing me? with me up there. He's <laughs> testing me. I'm telling you it's a test. It's a test. It's a test. You understand a test? I, remember I when, have heard of tests, yes. Remember when God said to Abraham, I want you to go to a mountain and cut your son's dick off. <laughs> and uh and then uh, and, and God was fucking with him because he said you know, that was a test, Abraham. Wanted to see if you love God more than your own child. And Abraham passed the test. This is just a test. That's all. I know God is testing me. I know what's yeah. going on. I read the Bible. Read it several times. Yeah. You know, I'm a positive after person. after this test, what will God know? I'll know that I hit the misery lottery with his pipe. <laughs> you know, I've been tested my whole life. And you know what I say? Enough fucking tests already for me. I've passed every test. When do I pass? <laughs> when do I? Yeah. When do they say, you know what? You passed every test. No more tests for you, Howard. We're going to test somebody else. We're going to let the pipe burst over somebody else's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, you know what? I'll take a break. And then I'll go pish. And I'm going to put my head in the toilet. See what happens. <laughs> make me <right>. feel better. <laughs> make me feel better. Um, and we got a bunch of things to get to and also pink. But, uh, Robin, I'm, I also want to give you an update on your boyfriend, Lenny Dykstra. I got him. Oh, you've nice. been promising that. And I, I've been yeah. so glad that we hadn't gotten to it. <laughs> yep. And, um, yeah. So let me just tell you. Uh, cocaine. Okay, oh, good, not cocaine. Robin. Alex, you're on the air in Canada. Hello, Alex. What can I do for you? Hello, hello, Stur. What's going on? Hey. Hey. Okay. So I got a story I want to tell you and ask if you or your staffers would have pulled out or if you guys are as horny as me and would have went through with it. Oh. So I went to a, a Kijiji. I booked a massage, okay? And I was about 60-40 that it was a massage parlor, like rub and tug, right? So I go to the place expecting one. I get to the place, and uh, the girl opens the door. She goes, okay, I hope you don't mind, though. The, my uh, roommate is sleeping on the couch next to the bed that she has set up. So I go, fuck, I don't know. So I get naked, and I'm getting massaged now. Full naked, no towel, and this girl is sleeping next to me. 
So the whole time, I'm just sitting there staring at this girl, okay? Then, massage happy ending starts happening. I'm getting jerked off. This girl wakes up, starts freaking out. And uh, basically, man, I didn't even blow my load. I just ran out of there. She didn't know what was going on. The girl apparently just put me in. What do you guys think? Yeah, what do I think? I, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. In other words, you went to a massage parlor, a rub yeah. and tug, and you, right, in your no, room you walk house. in, there's a woman. Oh, it's at the woman's house. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. creepy. I would never do that. That's crazy. You're not even there at all because you're not going to her house? Right, right. I don't know what to think because you're saying, like, well, what would you think if this happened to you on the moon? I'm not going to the moon. <laughs> I mean, you walked into a private home to get a massage. Well, How do you even hosts, know to go? She posted on, like, Kijiji Head. She hosts massages. Kijiji Head? What's Kijiji Head? No, Kijiji, like the... Kijiji? Like the selling app, I don't know, like eBay almost. I never heard of like, that. Kajiji. Boy, I'm out of it. I don't even I know. I know. Kijiji. I was going to say, that's know. a new one. Ben Ben yesterday, like me. I, didn't know know, I didn't know Tubi, Kajiji. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Anyways, I went there with like 60-40 that I might get tugged off. Right. And then I knew it was going to happen, but the, her roommate was crashing on the couch. Next was she to the Was she an Asian woman or uh, was it uh, what kind uh, of woman? Actually, she was a black woman, the masseuse. I see. And, the, and what yeah, about the, the friend on the couch? Was, was she black? Come on, baby. No, she was white. She white. was white. Yeah. So uh, now I got the picture. Now after, you know, by the way, were they hot, these two girls? You know what? The black girl was actually real hot. The girl, the girl on the couch, not so much. Thankfully, who did the black girl look like? Would you say uh, Jada Pinkett Smith? <sighs> Would you say um, no. Pam no, Greer? It's weird. I'm not even saying this because you dated her, Robin Givens. Oh, let me so tell you, Robin Givens. If you're telling me you you as hot as Robin Givens was the Robin hottest. Robin Givens is giving you a rub and tug massage. Hey, boner. <laughs> yeah. You sure, or was it more like a Queen Latifah? <laughs> oh, stop! Well, Queen I was, Latifah. I, was, I love Queen. La to, Queen uh, Latifah is my girl. Don't uh, start in with me. But I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to establish who this girl looked like. So he would right. say, a girl who looked like Robin Givens comes into the room with you. You get completely nude. She starts yanking on your crank. The white girl, right. who'd the white girl look like? Did she look like, um, boy, I, don't oh, I, don't even, I couldn't even put a picture. She, it was not good though. Okay. Now, now was the, was the, uh, masseuse nude during your massage? Uh, no, she wasn't. That would have been, uh, an extra 50. She asked me that before the massage, before she started jerking me. Oh, so you went in, you, she says, take off your clothing. And if you'd like me to be nude, uh, it'll be extra 50 bucks. Right, right. Mm. How much was the actual massage without the nudity? It was 100 bucks. Okay. And what does she What's wear the... during it? Is it at least a sexy outfit? Yeah, she was pretty hot. She had, like, real short shorts on. She had a nice mm. ass. I like that. And I was, like, I was able to grab her ass when she was jerking me off, but that's nice. I didn't want to, I didn't have to pay for that either. What kind of top is she wearing? Uh, I think she had just a little tank top, like white shirt on, like girl white mm. beater version. I picture her without shoes. Was she wearing shoes? 
You know what? I didn't even look down at her feet. I was so nervous going in, man. I thought I might have fucking, I might have went into six guys just waiting to beat me up. I didn't know what. Exactly. To do. You're a brave man. I'll tell you that. I mean, what do a guy oh. won't do for a hand job? And you know, I mean, I don't know about brave. Well, uh, so so and and what style hair did she have? Did she have a afro style? Did she have a you know the natural look or maybe braids or maybe even straightened hair? What did she have? Um, I think she had it up in a bun. But she, oh, in a bun. Yeah, I like, like curly, that. Like a ballerina. Classic hair, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it, and she laid you down on a bed, you say, not on, like, a board. So, no, it was like a board. It wasn't even a bed. It was in the living room. The, bed, the board was right in center in the living room. That was wow. also basically connected to the kitchen. It was That's the kind of apartment it was in. Do you st- <laughs> Were you there alone? Or in other words, was there a guy leaving? When you, you no, uh, no. no, there was no waiting room. No. <laughs> Do you see her wash her hands first or like, she, cause she could have just did, jerked she off. She did wash. She did wash. No. Did she scrub yeah, your balls sure in that. your, uh, did she wash down your genitals or she didn't even get started with that? You know what? She didn't even care. That's actually gross. She didn't even make me wash my balls or ask. Does she say anything dirty? Like, does she spend any amount of time? Just like kind of rubbing you like in a legit massage way, or is it just right in on oh, the dick? Oh, no, you get a full half-hour massage. Oh, that's nice. And then she takes like, you off. Yeah, so, I mean, it is a legit service. <laughs> You're very legit. I mean, uh, and no, were you not kind I, of I concerned like when you see her friend passed out on a couch uh, laying oh, there? Oh, I was very concerned because this, what, this is what really <laughs> creepy. She was turned the other way, right? So, like, all I saw was the back of the head. And she, mm. the girl masseuse goes, okay, my friend's sleeping on the couch. So I'm like, fuck, is this a guy? Is Like, I couldn't really tell for about the first 15 minutes. Then she finally turned over. I'm like, okay, it's a girl. Thank God. But, and, then, and, yeah, and, 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 and when she woke up, she goes, oh, my God, someone's getting a hand job right in front of me. Like, well, what does she say? Why is yeah, she freaking like, out? She, she didn't know very, her friend is into this? No, she knew. She like obviously she knows what's going on. There's a fucking massage table in her living room. But it, I mean, I was probably if she would have pointed my dick toward her, I I would have hit her with my jizz. Like that's oh, how see. close I was to her. So it, it definitely freaked her out. She's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" Maybe she she wanted her roommate to warn her at least before. I would. I do. see. Hold on a second, will you? Oh, yeah. oh, hey, it's Andrew Dice Clay. What's up, Dice? This guy on the phone right here is a fucking pussy. Come on, what are you bitching about? You got one whore on your dick and the other one on deck. You're living the fucking life. Come on. You think he? You think he should have just like laid there and come, right? He should have shot a load on the chick on the couch. You know, ugly chicks need love too. Come on, don't be fooling here. <laughs> well, what's the deal? You know, I tell you what, I got a great rub and tug spot by my house. I go in once a week, let ten of those Asian whores slap my dick around like it's fucking karate class. Oh, <laughs> Alex, you know, Dice makes a good point. Usually, he's a little gross, but. He's saying you're a pussy. You should have. You dice would have been turned on if the woman went screaming out of the room. You know. I gotta admit, I feel like a That's little bit right, more you know, right now. I'll fuck anything, and I got pussy being thrown at me day and night. You know, I gave my landscaper the other day extra five bucks to suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got jerked <laughs> off on a Ferris wheel. I'm telling you, I dropped my goo all over the people's heads. You know, this guy's telling me he didn't come out a fucking loser. Well, I mean, it's true. And he paid a hundred bucks that he didn't come, Dice. A hundred yeah, bucks. Now you got to spray your goo, you know, the other day. I'm with the family, right? Over at the zoo. Yeah. I jerked off everywhere. I fed the monkey. Then he jerked my Oh! <laughs> well, Alex, I guess you feel foolish. I'm thinking about what Dice is saying, and uh, he makes a good point. I mean, you're laying there on the table. You got a woman who looks like Robin Givens giving you a hand job, and you fucking go running out of there like a little girl. You didn't even come. I mean, uh, what'd you do? You grab your clothes and run out of there? Uh, yeah, I, I grabbed my balls, and uh, I got out. I put my undies on and booked it. Wow! Wow! So you went out on yeah. the porch and everything uh, in your in your in your underpants. Well, it was a hallway. It's a complex. So I'm in the hallway. I, I see. threw my pants on in the hall. Got out. Ran out of there like a little girl. Dice. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable! You know, the other day, right? I told my plumber clean this pipe, and she licked my shit until it was squeaky clean. <laughs> you know, that's right. I got a female plumber. You know. That's who I hire. You know, right. I, tell I don't you blame what, you. I'll get jerked off in a shit-filled porta potty. I don't give oh. a fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. I was at the circus the other day, Bonham and fucking Bailey. My yeah. gum went right into a clown's mouth. Ah. <laughs> 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 hey, Alex. Well, I mean, so so when you got home, did you jerk off and or or, or I mean, you must have blue balls. Yeah, I as soon as I got home, I jerked off. But I got like the whole ride home, I was like oily from the massage, and I was just like <laughs> in a fucking shock. Like I was still horny, but I was shocked and like oily. It was just a mess. I drove. What did the, what did the masseuse? What did the masseuse do when you ran out? She was, like, just, what did, she was like telling me. All right. Oh, All right. Thank you, Dice. All right. I'm going to. I just wonder what, what. Did anybody try to explain to the, the screaming girl what was going on? Or did oh, they just you kidding? ignore her? Oh, no. They, they sat her down. They had a little counseling session with her. Everything was fine. <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, another uh, massage story. Uh, I mean, yep. it's kind of crazy. I wonder if you were set up in some way, you know? I mean. What do you mean? Well. Who knows if if uh, this girl on the couch isn't like brought in to wake up uh, halfway through? Goes, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she yeah, was but that doing would probably turn job. on most yeah. guys. Megan, go ahead. You're on, on the air. Guys. What's up, Megan? I was thinking the same exact thing. He was duped. She walked yeah. in. She definitely she she was told to wake up in the middle of the whole situation. Like I don't want to deal with this dude. You do it? She would do it before she actually grabbed my cock. Like she jerked me off for like that's true four too. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's her. just who knows. Uh, Frank, go ahead. Yeah, I have a, a, a even a scarier story. I uh, I had met this woman at a massage parlor a couple times, and then she had offered to me that uh, you know she meets people out in a hotel where you could do more and spend more time. So uh, I took her up on the offer, and it was a really nice, well-to-do major hotel, and uh, she was super hot. And I got there, and 
got naked and she straddled my back and started to give me a massage and then she started to like she was laying on my back so I thought maybe she was doing like a body to body rub and then she didn't move for like a minute and then it was two minutes and I started saying her name and she didn't answer Um, so I kind of slid her off of me and she was breathing and everything but I think she took something like in the bathroom before the massage and would wake up so I, wow. I kind of panicked, and uh, I got dressed and left. <laughs> and then I started panicking in the sense that my fingerprints prints were in the room. And, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What, what, if, what if she stopped breathing? It was a well-known hotel. You know, there's cameras. Right. Uh, and then for like the next week later, I just kept watching the local news to see if anything uh, you know came out of it but uh it was right. pretty uh, yeah, it was pretty scary yeah wow that's a hard had you story. already paid you paid her uh, yeah i took a little bit of a refund back oh you did okay well, I'll tell you what. What do you, what do you mean you took money back? You, you mean before you left, you grabbed a couple of bucks? <laughs> well, you know, it was on the counter, and I was only there for like 10 minutes. You mean here you think maybe the woman's dead, and you, you have the wherewithal to say, well, let me figure out the split here. She did get naked with me. I'll give her, uh, how much money do you take back, like 50%? Yeah, it was about 50%. All right, all right. Well, that's I, you know, that kind of math. It's called the uh, creep uh, math. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you, said, uh, you do that. That was probably you know ten minutes worth and a, and a pretty big tip. Right. Well, well, uh, I guess uh, what can I say? You know, when when a woman goes unconscious, you just I guess sneak out and take back some of your money. I guess that's the lesson. Uh, you know what the real lesson of that story is. You guys got to come quicker. I mean, you're spending too much time uh, knocking around. You got to be like me, a premature ejaculator. Just get it done quick and get the fuck out. That's uh, that's the bottom line. All right, Frank, thank you for the story. Alex, thank you for the story. It's a lot to think about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about Thanks, your story. Howard. Love later. you guys all, right. all. Robin, I love you. I'm of course sure. you do. And, and, and let me tell you something. What? When Robin when Robin rubs you, there's no other girl on the couch. Trust me, Robin. There you go, Robin. Robin, sweetie, as we say. Um, yeah. What's going on with uh, Don Lemon? I was reading about him. He's a newscaster. They, they he had a sweet job. He was on CNN midday. Had his like own 10, show. Had his own show at 10 a.m. They did him a favor. They moved him to the morning slot. On CNN, yeah. and he's working with these two ladies. And uh, I guess I don't know. He got into a weird conversation. I mean, I couldn't, un- I couldn't understand the statement he was making that a woman's prime. He was starting to talk about a woman's prime. Well, they were talking about Nikki Haley, who just announced she's going to run for president on the Republican side, and uh, they, they. Um, you know, I they think get into Nikki a... said something about testing older men who are past their prime for their cognition, et cetera. Yep. And then uh, he said, well, you know, uh, Nikki Haley, if you look it up on the Internet, a woman. Here, wait, I think I have the clip what he said. 
I'll tell you what. I don't know exactly what he was trying to get at. I don't know why you take information from the Internet. When you start citing the Internet, you're already in trouble. You got to know that you're going to be in trouble when uh, you start saying a woman isn't in her prime period. Here you go. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you talking about? That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it another I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, well, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing or are you talking about prime for being president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. Facts. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to google you know, google or whatever it is anyway the funny part of the story is so he says that which obviously on cnn you don't say a woman is in her prime in her 20s and 30s you well know. if you have any sense you don't ever say it i don't care where you are but the great part of the story is robin for me they said listen we got to handle this situation now They took Don Lemon, they suspended him for a day, and they sent him right into sensitivity training. And then he came back the next day, he was all cured. Yes. And I said, that's fantastic. They must have an expert over there. I've been in therapy 30 years, I think, and I'm still not. And you're not cured. (laughs) This guy went to sensitivity training in a day. And he, uh, they fixed him. Came back saying all the right things. I'm just saying, I would like to interview the person who does the training because this person's a genius. Maybe you need sensitivity training. See, this is what you haven't gotten. Let me tell you something. I've been insensitive my whole life. And uh, (laughs) if I could be fixed in a day uh, by this person, I don't know the name of this person, but I want this person in my life. And so does everybody else. So that's good. But um, poor Don Lemon, he's got to go back on middays. I don't think anybody paid attention to him there. I don't think anybody actually watches middays on CNN. Right. And he can say whatever you want. <laughs> right? R- r- right, John? Hit him Howard, Just a quick correction. He wasn't on middays. He was on at 10 p.m. at night. So oh, he 10? went from like, yes. the yes, late night thing to the morning after, thing. Uh, Cuomo, right? He came on Correct. right after right. Cuomo. Correct. He, that was, that's a great time slot, 10 p.m. on CNN. There's crickets. That's it. Oh, no. He got too much attention uh, at 10 p.m. Oh, did he? I think. He did. <laughs> that morning show is not doing well. It is not doing well. well. I guess he was trying to pump up the ratings by saying something <laughs> silly. You know what I mean? I Listen, no one knows that better than me. I've said tons of I, silly things. I Googled it. It's a fact. Well, yeah. anyway, he's back. He's back and, on the air. And cured, according to you. Well, listen, I mean, uh, who knows? You know, in our society now, somebody says a little something, they'll right away get rid of you. So at least they gave him the sensitivity training, and now he's all fixed up, and they're going to put gonna him right back in. Out. Yeah, he apologized on Twitter. He wrote, the reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I regret it. A woman's age doesn't define her either. Personally or professionally, I have countless women in my Boy, life. Boy, they really did teach him something. <laughs> but I, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, I, 
I, I, on some internet site that says a woman is in her prime in her 20s and 30s, Robin. And don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to give you a report on uh, your, your boyfriend, Lenny Dykstra. You know, Robin has many admirers. Uh, I don't need to tell you that if you're a fan of the show over the years. Many men have tried with her right Looking on the air. good, Robin. <laughs> exactly. Lenny's thing is he, right now. he wants to go down on you in the worst way. Ugh. So ridiculous. Oh, Robin. That's a, uh, stop it. Robin, oh. it would be an hey, honor. Man was a major league baseball to go player. Down on you. <laughs> that means yeah. what? It means he's famous. And, Be careful. Is he in his prime? <laughs> absolutely. He's in his vagina eating prime. I want to go down on you. So we did a segment last year. This is just kind of a, a little bit of a cap to the whole story. If you remember Lenny the last time he was on, and probably it is the last time he's on. I mean, we're, we're afraid to have him back. We put him up in a hotel for Jep Horny. Remember Jep Horny the bit? Yes. We did a, a, a fake Jeopardy thing. And uh, Lenny, let's just say Lenny was difficult at the hotel. He was hard to manage. Yes. We had a hard time with him. Um, it was a sex trivia game between Ronnie, the limo driver, and Lenny. And, you know, because they're the two biggest uh, women experts on our show. They know everything about going down on a woman. Well, owner. they say they're women experts. They, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we, we believe them. <laughs> Uh, we sent our producers, uh, Derek and Mehmet, to babysit Lenny out in L.A. And they were actually traumatized by the experience. They tried to leave multiple times, and I told them, "We need, we need who are we going to get? You are there. Leave, right. Yeah. This is in Afghanistan. You can't just go. You just can't walk out. Uh, here's what they had to say about handling Lenny just before the segment started. I'll remind you. I woke up. Uh, at one thirty in the morning to Lenny screaming on the telephone saying that they wouldn't let him into the hotel. Mehmet, you said that dealing with Lenny has aged you five years in the last two days. Like, it's really difficult. Yeah, no, like I saw myself in the camera yesterday. I looked fucking ragged, but it's just because he has me running around like crazy in Los Angeles. Like, it's like a rock star <laughs> life. Like, you, you tell him you're going to show up at a certain time. He's, he's not ready. He was half naked. Like, his room was crazy. There were Women in the bed who were getting dressed. He wasn't ready on time. You know, Lenny lives the rock star lifestyle. He has no music in him, but he's a rock star. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're intrigued, Robin, a little bit by the Lenny lifestyle. I mean, after uh, all, it could be yours. Not really. I, I think I know exactly how crazy it is. Well, that's why I'm playing you this, because I want you to have eyes wide open if you end up with Lenny. Uh, the night before this segment, Lenny was up the whole night. This is all behind the scenes, uh, exclusive tape. Uh, he was up the whole night partying with two girls in his hotel room. And he even recorded the action for us. So here it is. This is, uh, I just want you to know what you're in for. <laughs> That's real tape. Oh, man. Man, that don't hurt. I like it. Wow, you like it? I like it, you know, I'm crazy. Wow, I fucking knew it. What a fucking rip. Look at that bush hey. over there. Look at that bush. Hey. Wow, look at that fucking, that's a beautiful pussy right there. You should do this a warning before you jump right in, Robin. Oh, I'm not jumping anywhere. <laughs> Mehmet said the two girls were, quote, very normal-looking African-American women. Okay. 
Yeah, and I can't tell who's slapping who. I don't know if they're slapping Lenny or Lenny's slapping them. No, I think Lenny was doing the slapping. You think so? Well, yes, because he said that doesn't hurt. And we have hours of tape of this. At one point, Lenny got snippy with the girls because he was self-conscious. What? PC, PC is not, you know, he calls his penis PC. Perfect uh, cut. I didn't PC, know that. He keeps telling the girls PC is not getting hard and he gets upset. And uh, here's exclusive tape when Lenny got really down about this. Wait, 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 where's PC? Oh, wait. Is, is, is your ass done talking? The PC's right here. Is PC ready? He's ready. Why is he underneath the um, goddamn towel? Uh, unleash him. Unleash PC. Unleash PC for no, me. No, no, no. Now, unleash PC. Get over here, he will. Unleash PC. Now. Don't give me fucking Unleash PC. Man. As soon as you get here. Soon. Unleash PC. Unleash PC. PC. I want to see my PC. Can we see? Get fucking excited first, okay? Unleash PC. I'm, I'm excited right now. Oh, this is so fucking painful, man. Unleash PC? What the fuck? Because it's... Because it's... What do you think? Why? Why? Because it's classic. Derek, what was happening there? A lot was going on in that room. Yeah, so Lenny had the girls up. I think, you know, Lenny always insists he doesn't pay for women, but I think... You know, it's easy to find party girls when you have, you know, sort of this upscale hotel, everything's paid for, open bar. Uh, so he was partying with the girls all night. We had to be up at like two or three o'clock in the morning to get him to the studio, but he was, uh, up with them all night doing God knows what, but he said they (laughs) wanted to be spanked. They wanted to be choked. Uh, and he was looking for a party, but they kept arguing all night over the music. Uh, you know, he didn't like the music that was being set for the moon. So there, I don't know. There was, there was well, a uh, I'm thinking we might have to turn this audio over to the attorney general. I'm not sure. There might be a full or Tucker Carlson, whoever <laughs> yeah, investigated. Right. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Robin. Um, fortunately for PC Lenny's penis, things got back on track when Lenny starts sucking the girls' breasts and slapping their asses. And uh, here's some exclusive tape that you need to know about. <laughs> Wow. That could be you, Rob. <laughs> Fucking good real estate back right. there, man. Uh, but then, as uh, Derek points out, uh, things went south again. The girls' music was just too loud for Lenny, and it made it difficult for him to perform, so he got upset with the music. Oh boy! No. Yeah, yeah. Very well. temperamental. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, he's, he's got a hair trigger. Temper. He's got a hair trigger temper. <laughs> yeah. Too loud. Way too loud. Way too loud. Way too loud. Oh shit! All right. Too loud. Too loud. Oh my gosh! I want to hear it. Turn down, please. There, right there. Oh, you're starting to suck my dick now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're sucking my dick or licking my. I don't know what you're. I was doing. licking it. The, t- the tip. I'm accidental with Yeah, you have to be accidental with him, man. You, spit, you just spit on my dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. You spit on PC? I didn't spit on PC. I thought I was going to spit it. I mean, it's hard. 
Lenny, Lenny calls all the shots in bed, huh? I mean, he's a, a I'm tyrant. Sure Weezer is thrilled, too, that they're the soundtrack to all this going on. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? Weezer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so the tape went on and on, Robin. I'm not going to play everything. It could be a special, but Lenny and the girls spent most of the time on the tape looking for one of the girls' vape pens that seems to have gotten lost in the room. There was a lot of that. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, yeah. A disjointed um, night. Destroyed, but you know, most sex tapes do not have this much bickering, but there seems to be a lot of confusion. <laughs> he doesn't even know these people. How could he be arguing with them? I don't know. He's like the master of sex, but he can only fuck <laughs> under the perfect scenario. The music's got to be right. The vape pen's got to be there. You don't spit. Don't do this. I got to smack your ass. So I'm just telling you, if you do hook up with Lenny, this is what you can expect. And you've got to put up with it a little bit. That's it. No, that's it. no, that's no, 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 no. I think he yeah. just needs a stable yeah. woman in his life, Robin. I think that's what you can well, ground Well, then him. I'm not stable. I wanna, I'm going to get papers that say I'm not stable. By the way, the next day at the studio, Lenny was uh, hiccuping a lot. After that's his right. Crazy night. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a mess by the time we got him to the studio. He had, he hadn't gone to sleep and, you know, we had to be live on the radio at three o'clock LA time and he was not he was not in the best shape. Lenny mentioned something about the drug ketamine and then Ronnie, the limo driver, who was very responsible, expressed concern for Lenny's health and well-being. And I thought this was a sweet moment. I, I did want to share this. This is Ronnie being a good guy. I'm in this fucking ketamine dick. You got no chance. I fucking snort the shit. I worry about you, man. Why, bro? Uh, you know, you're living that fucking crazy lifestyle. I uh, believe in loving every minute of my grandmother, I don't know, it's all about fucking Yeah, you. I know, but did your grandma the party like you party, man? Nobody party like me. I like, know. Like, like my boy, That's what it worries like, me. Like my boys said, a lot of people got more money than you, but nobody could party like you. Well, there you go, Lenny. Uh, what boys Lenny claimed, say that? <laughs> Lenny, I don't know. Lenny claimed hiccuping was from all the gas station dick pills he had taken the night before. <laughs> He said it's some <laughs> gas station some, dick pills. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said. I'm just quoting Lenny. And then Lenny <laughs> bragged to Ronnie about taking six amoxicillin a day. Listen to this. He claims the antibiotic protects him from STD so he doesn't have to wear a condom during sex. He, he's oh, preventative. Oh, my goodness. I, I, yeah, I know, Robin. The science doesn't add up, but here's Lenny on amoxicillin. You only fuck one chick, right? Yeah. So, because of the volume, the volume I do. I learned how to build a moat around my dick. I have a sniper on the end of my dick. I take six fucking amoxicillin a day. You know, that's for people with STDs. Yeah. There's no way anything gets through. I'm sure. Huh? Six amoxicillin a day. There's no fucking way. To, uh, so I'm, I, don't, I don't have to worry about pissing blades. Yeah. Same word, code. Yeah, code is slang for condom. He says, I don't have to worry about pissing blades because I take six amoxicillin a day. And he's built a moat around his penis. Lenny is an original. I mean, and he nobody claims else he's done that every, every day since like the 80s when he was playing baseball. So, I mean, that's like 35 years. Of so guess six what? That amoxicillin doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Not according to Lenny. What do you know? <laughs> no, he's got the moat. <laughs> Dr. Lenny says it works. And uh, right. what else can I tell you? Oh, after the segment. Yeah, that's where things really kind of went off the rails was once the segment ended, because 
we were supposed to get Lenny out of the hotel. You know, the, the show was over by 10 a.m. Checkout was 1 p.m. And as soon as we got in the car with Ronnie and Mehmet and we're driving back to the hotel, you know, Lenny starts kind of giving us the story of, well, I can't check out by one. I know a friend who knows the hotel occupancies of every hotel in L.A. And I know that they're only operating at 60 percent occupancy so I could stay till at least two or three p.m. So Mehmet and I basically had to go try to drag him out of the room while he was barricaded in there. But what happened was he had gotten so sick from the gas station pills that he was violently ill when we showed up to pull him out of there. I do have exclusive tape of Lenny throwing up in his room, if you'd like to hear it. Here you go. It's disturbing. It's disturbing, Robin. I'm warning you with peace and love. But uh, I feel you more than anyone need to know. Peace this and love. Are maybe his this girlfriend. will wake me up. Yes. Make, yeah. we get, get, maybe we can deprogram <laughs> you. You still feeling pretty sick? Now, keep in mind, this is being recorded from the hallway where there's a door between us. Well, and, and we had... All the hospital staff was like, you know, there were uh, housekeepers and people kind of buzzing around us because the room had to be turned over at one o'clock. And at this right. point, it's like two. So, right. you know, he's already <laughs> over his time and they're telling us we're going to have to pay for another night if he doesn't get out. And, you know. All right. Here we go. You still feeling pretty sick? <laughs> That doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. That's a real man right there. That's a tough old bird. <laughs> Lenny, you need a doctor or something? Are you good? I'm throwing up. Okay. You're kidding. Jeez. You're throwing up. And we were supposed well, to go I to could... the pussy boat that afternoon. You know, that was the whole plan was that after right. this, you know, after the week of shows, we were supposed to go document them on the pussy boat, but he wasn't in any condition to be going anywhere, so... Well, they, when, when Lenny played ball, they called him nails because he was tough as nails, and and that... That old bird just turned 60 years old, and look at him, still going strong. I mean, it, that all could be yours, He's only 60? He parties like no one I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. He, par he parties harder than anyone. Don't forget it. Uh, he won't let you forget it. Uh, yeah, he was in rough shape, and uh, we, we did arrange for him to spend an extra night at the hotel to recover. And that evening, he, he left in the middle of the night. He, clear he also cleared out the mini bar. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I knew we were in trouble when I went to go get his bill at the end of the week. And I, I said, hey, can I have, you know, the bill for whatever the room number is, 311? And uh, the guy was looking at the computer for a while. And then he said, um, let me go get my manager. And that's what Ooh. I knew. <laughs> there was well, the bill, the, uh, the, 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 well, the story is it was just, the hotel room was in bad shape and uh, it was in a staggeringly long room service bill toting two totaling $2,787.23. Wow. I'll give you some of the stats. Lenny completely cleared out his hotel minibar three times. <laughs> he, ordered an, he ordered an intimacy kit for $17, which includes condoms, a dental dam, and lube. Jeez, they have yeah. that at hotels? 
Yep. Which, why do I you need know. that if you got a moat around your dick? I don't... <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you don't have a moat around your mouth, I guess. Um, we were charged a $588.95 deep cleaning fee. Deep cleaning fee for the condition the room was of in. Of the room, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this list is long. It's too long. I know, because to would you want to go into that room after Lenny was the last... Uh... No. I'll tell you what I'll do. We had a commercial speed reader read the rest of this bill. Okay. If I read it, we'll run out of time. But uh, here's 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 what was going on. Early check-in fee, $75. Intimacy kit, $17. Mini bar beverage, Hennessy cognac, $60. Mini bar beverage, Evan vodka, $55. Lobby lunch lunch, $404.42. Laundry service, $51. Mini bar beverage, tequila, $47. Mini bar beverage, Jack London Cabernet red wine, $34. Mini bar beverage, San Benedetto sparkling water, $12. Mini bar beverage, vodka, $60. Mini bar beverage, mezcal, $14. Mini bar beverage rum. You'd be thrown up too. Mini bar beverage vodka, $16. Mini bar beverage. This is over the course of a day and a half. Mini bar beverage vodka, $55. And by the way, we've got another minute and a half to go. Mini bar beverage Hennessy, $60. Poor Derek, he had to wash dishes for a week. We don't have that kind of money. I'm surprised they let me leave, yeah. (laughs) Mini bar beverage Jameson, $55. Mini bar beverage Kenwood Red Wine, $34. Mini bar beverage Chardonnay, $34. Mini bar beverage. Sirius XM just went under. IPA, $8. Mini bar beverage Manhattan, $21. Mini bar beverage Scorpion, $21. Mini Scorpion. bar beverage Old Fashioned, $21. Mini bar beverage Kettle One Peach, $12. Mini bar beverage Spiked Seltzer, $12. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going. I mean, it's a really Yeah, long you get drive. it. Right. There it is. There you have it. That two days is in amazing. The, two days Still in recovering. life of Lenny. Lenny the rock star. He is a rock star. And uh, God bless him and happy birthday. And Robin, I don't know what's going on with you two. I'm not privy to your sex life. But, uh, I, you know, listen, I'm just making you aware that that's if you're going to roll with Lenny, you got to roll big and you got to be ready for anything and uh, bring a lot of outfits. That's all I can say. So there you I go. I don't think I can. You know, I want to sleep at night. So I don't think I'm going to be staying with Lenny. Then he's not He's not for you. God, you have a beautiful <laughs> pussy. What a gift God gave you. Yeah. Oh, man. I've been thinking a lot about um, Richard Belzer's obituary. I read the New York Times obituary. And, you know, of course I would because I knew Belzer. I told you he was on our show 57 times and he just passed away this week. So I've been thinking a lot about him, but I'm still blown out by the fact that he kept it a secret all these years that Henry Winkler was his cousin. Yeah. The Fonzie, the Fonzie from uh, Laverne and Shirley, Fonzie. He, 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 Henry Winkler was Richard Belzer's cousin, and I, I just think it's strange. Fonzie like, think, from Laverne and Shirley? Well, from Happy Days. What? Well, he was originally on Laverne and Shirley. Wasn't Fonzie, or was no, he from uh, Mark, uh, Mark and Mindy? <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? Anyway, <laughs> what all those all those all shows of those shows were yeah. sequels to Happy Days. Fonzie showed up on Laverne and Shirley many times. I'm just saying, but he was from Happy Days. You're right. He is from Happy Days. You caught me. Anyway, <laughs> um, the the uh, the but the Fonz was the Bells's cousin. Yes, and I and, and 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 I was thinking, you know, it's just like like that would be something I think the bells he would have played up. He never mentioned it. Yeah, never mentioned it. Yeah, it'd be like if um, if like Shadow Stevens was my uncle, and I never said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I would let you know. Yes, of course. I didn't have any uh, famous relatives. I'm the most famous guy. The only relative I had that was somewhat famous, show busy, was my cousin Jack Adler, who painted all the covers for DC Comics. At least there was one. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was the most show busy kind of guy in my family. He was a tremendous artist, worked for Warner Brothers, and of course DC Comics, but. You know, and I mentioned that. I mentioned that guy. I like, know that. I knew yeah. that the moment we met. <laughs> How could the bells not say, hey, my cousin's Henry Winkler, the font? Yeah. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. That's all. I need to have Sal contact him from the beyond, and I want to ask him that question, the bells. Is it Speaking time that, yet, or is it too soon? I got to tell you something. I'm not going to play it for you today because Pink's coming in soon, but I'm going to give you a little tease. I'm going to tickle your ass with a feather. I got to tell you, it's unbelievable. We, You know, Sal claims he can contact the dead, you know, and he well, really believes yeah, he it. He talks to everybody on the other side, apparently. So this bit I'm going to play for you next week. We put an ad in the paper for Psychic Sal. And we and in the ad, we said, listen, this is a new psychic. He hasn't been doing this a long time. If you want a reading, you can have a reading. And this re very attractive woman look very very you know sane woman she responded she wanted to she wanted a psychic so she knew she knew nothing of who sal was other than right. a brand new psychic and sal gives why her a psychic. would she sign up for a brand new psychic yeah uh, because it was free i guess and she probably said oh, you know what I'll give, yeah yeah anyway sal gave her a reading we recorded the whole thing <laughs> We recorded the whole thing and wait till you hear this. It's gonna, this is, you know what? If you were thinking of canceling your subscription, you better not. You better <laughs> hold on to it until you hear this bit. Well, let Sal, me ask you something. Did you talk sure. to this woman after the reading? Yeah, you could, yeah. Of course. Okay. Robin, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Uh, I tell you, it is something else. You guys are gonna just you're going to say, what, 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 what is going on in this world? What's happening? What's happening? We even have another bit. Um, we called a bunch of psychics. And we asked them, because you know I'm hung up on psychics. We called a bunch of psychics. And um, we said, like, hey, you know, I don't like the Jews. Do you think you could contact Hitler for me? And, uh, you know, I want to talk to him about how I can hate the Jews better or something like, you know, like really offensive things. We call the uh -huh. psychic. And you're going to have to guess. This is a game. You're going to have to guess whether the psychic who wanted the money would, would, would do it or did they draw the line on cert contacting right. certain contacting certain people? There's certain things they will not do. Yeah. Well, since it's all fake, they might as well do it all. <laughs> like we, um, we contacted, and I'm not going to, again, these are, these are teasers. This is what we call in show business teasers to keep you, uh, interested in the show. We con, we, we contacted a, um, a psychic and we said, listen, my mother-in-law has a lot of money and I can't get my hands on it. I'm wondering if you would contact Bernie Madoff for me. I'd like to ask him how I could really dupe my mother-in-law without her realizing I'm taking money from her. And 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 it's going to be your job, Robin, if you're going to go, hmm, I don't think a psychic would do that. I think they draw the line. Or you'll say, you know what? Psychics want money. Uh, they're offering a service. 
I'll advise this guy. So you're going to have you're going to really have to put your thinking cap on next week. I'm just giving and you. They're going to give him Bernie Madoff's uh, advice. <laughs> that's right. Well, do that, their moms. That's what you. I mean, would a psychic go that low? Uh, uh, we contacted a psychic, a different psychic, and said, "Hey, you know, it's one of these services. You can call a psychic." And we, and, and we said, well, "Look, uh, I'm interested in very young women. Would you contact Jeffrey Epstein?" And ask him how I can get a woman, like trick a woman into, you know, being my. A girl. A girl, a young girl, younger. Now, now would a psychic say, listen, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want Jeffrey Epstein to uh, be channeled and give you um, tips on how to seduce young girls. Uh, Or will they say, you know, fuck it. This is a business and I got to, you know, this is it. I got to do it. I got to feed my family. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to have to figure it out. I don't know uh, these people. How would I know their moral limits? I should play one of them just to give you a tease. Yeah, so hey, I guys. see what I'm dealing with. <laughs> oh, it's not loaded up right now. I can't do it for you. I was no. going to give you one. I was going to tickle your ass a little bit more. Unlike Lenny, who spanks your ass. I, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Yes, Bobo. Good morning. You're on the air. And uh, hey, Howard. Uh, yeah. Is that about your famous cousin from Blue Oyster Cult? He's famous. All right. Yeah, right. I didn't know that guy uh, growing up, and he was a cousin by marriage. He's the oh, okay. the guy who is Eric uh, Bloom. I think his name is. He is the lead singer in Blue Oyster Cult. Donna, fear the reaper. <laughs> How many times? How many times do you think I played Fear the Reaper on the radio? A lot. Something weird with that song. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Don't Fear the Reaper, but I mean, it's a good song. You know, it's okay. But for some reason, I worked at a lot of uh, album rock stations when I was coming up, and I'd have to spin the records they tell you to play. And I, you know, I don't know. Every radio station I went to, heavy rotation, Don't yeah. Fear the Reaper. I don't know why, but that song was always played. Yeah, it was like WCCC, WCCC, AM and FM, uh, Don't Fear That Reaper, Blue Eyes and Cult. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, is this song? In other words, they would do research, these companies, and they would, you know, these radio companies, they'd have consultants. And it evidently, Don't Fear the Reaper, if you played that, people would stay tuned. And I didn't believe it. I remember you had these cards you had to fill out, like if you right. were the DJ... And the card would come up and say, Blue Oyster Cult, don't fear the Reaper. And I'd say, is there a camera in here? Can I just bury this fucking card? I mean, didn't I just play Don't Fear the Reaper like five minutes ago? Didn't the guy before me just play Don't Fear the Reaper? What, they got 50 Don't Fear the Reaper cards? Isn't there any other song that I could play that would keep people tuned in? Oh, God. With that Don't Fear the Reaper. Help me. <laughs> and then the guy, they, I talked to the consultant. I go, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm here fighting for my life. I'm, if I, the ratings go down, I lose my job. And you're giving me Don't Fear the Reaper. You don't know anything. You think you play Don't Fear the Reaper a lot because you're in there every day of your life. But the average listener hasn't heard Don't Fear the Reaper all day. Oh, my. That's what they tell me. I say, I don't believe you. I'm telling you. People are hearing Don't Fear the Reaper 
Too much. <laughs> I feel it in my gut. You know, I always went by my gut on the radio. Always went by my gut. And I tell, well, told those me, heavily rotated songs, I felt the same way. Yeah. I hear that more than any and uh, any song that I riff. really like. And not that I hated the song, but after a while I hated it. It was like... Right. And I was like, oh, God, there's got to be another Blue Oyster Cult song. Godzilla was the other one we play a lot. And that was cool. But Don't Fear the Reaper was over and over and over again. Godzilla. Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) WCCC AM and FM. Godzilla from Blue Oyster Cult. (laughs) Burning for You is a pretty big hit, too. Burning for You. Remember that one? No, yeah. I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning. I'm burning for you. For you. Yeah, very yeah. good, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get annoyed when, like, Bobo's underneath us going, yeah, right, yeah, I know. I, I, is that I, used what's watch, going? I used to see him all the time in Huntington, Howard. He's trying to jump in, he's trying to jump into the conversation. Right, with that. Yeah. I yeah. used to see him all the time. I always thought Godzilla had a great opening riff. It was like, uh... It's hard for me to do it, but no, is that the no? That's the opening riff to Ozzy. Hmm. Yeah, John. Keep doing that, John. WCCC AM WCCC FM got some uh, Godzilla for you. Blue Oyster Cult, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, later this morning, we'll be giving away a tissue box. Yeah, Godzilla. Nice job. I love that song. Godzilla. The weirdest thing was then all of a sudden out of the woodwork comes my cousin. This guy, Eric, he calls it like, I don't know, even remember how it happened. He's like, hey, you know, I'm your cousin through marriage. I go, really? Who who are you married to? I, I never even heard of my cousin. I never heard of the woman he was married to. But they claimed that he claimed that he was my cousin. And yeah, you never get know, any uh, family tree. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's Mishpucha. So, uh, okay. Then he calls me up. You want to be on a Blue Oyster Cold album? I said, yeah, sure. Well, fuck yeah. Why not? That's cool. I, of course, I was on the one nobody bought. But I did. <laughs> they had me come in and do a reading. Like, you know how Vincent Price showed up yes. on Thriller for Michael Jackson? I, I did the reading, uh, Blue Oyster Cult. When the War Comes was the name of the song. And I did spoken word intro. I, I thought I'd win a Grammy for that, but I didn't. All I know is, I think I ruined their career. I think they threw me <laughs> yeah, out of the room after that. Yeah, I think, I think they, they probably fired him. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> The whole thing was a fiasco. All right, Bobo, I got to go because uh, I'm going to okay, be talking buddy. to Pink in a couple of minutes. And she's going to do yeah, some songs. <clears throat> okay, yeah, later. Bye, bye. Right, buddy. Huh? Okay, pal. Buddy. Pal. I hate when people call me buddy. Okay, pal. <laughs> I don't like being uh, a guy. Guys go, hey, buddy. I'm like, eh, fuck, I hate that. Anyway, Pink, that's a woman. Boy, can she sing like an angel. And, you know, I'm going to, well, I'll I'll just go in and then I'll ask her. I, I have a lot of things I need to talk to her I, about. I listened to her greatest hits album. And, oh, yeah. again, you forget all the hits. Oh, yeah? You, you know, won't forget them after today. 
sold out. And right. uh, then I saw a video of her singing and performing with her daughter, Willow. Yes, yes. Amazing. There you go. You know, a woman can sing, had a lot of good songs. Some All of right. those uh, award show performances where she's flying in the air. Yeah. Yeah, I want to fly through the air and do this show, but <laughs> but it's kind of flying where I take something. And here she is, uh, Pink. Pink, by the way, she has a new album out after Trust all these ball. years. Yeah, don't you think, Pink? That it's uh, hi, Pink. It's a, oh, look hi. at your band! Wow, what a band you have! I wow. know that is awesome, unbelievable. Where's that guitar? You know, I was watching. Um, you know that live performance you did? I don't know where you were. I don't remember. But you and your guitar player were doing a Led Zeppelin cover. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was really good. What song did you do? Babe. You did, um, babe. babe, I'm going to leave you. Babe, I'm going to leave you. I, I mean, but what's going on between you and your guitar player? Is there anything, is there a chemistry there between you and yes. uh, Ju- Justin? A, Justin Derrico to my right. Yes, there's a lot going on between me and Justin. I knew it. Justin, <laughs> it, 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 I saw this uh, video of you playing guitar and Pink singing Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, which I, is one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs. And it was beautiful. I mean, the two of you make beautiful music together. Thank you. Uh, but do we, has there ever been any, um, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, hanky-panky between you and Pink? Because <laughs> it looked no, like the two of you were in We're not really in love. into incest. Yeah. It's, it's oh. more like brother I am sister. responsible for his happiness. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you he mean, proposed, Pink? He walked into, actually, Claire walked into rehearsals, my dancer, and he got down on his knees and proposed to her without even saying hello first. Oh, wow. No kidding. Oh, no, you're a married man. Beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful daughter that my son is in love with. <laughs> I'm not being a jerk about it. There seemed to be, I guess that's part of performance, but when you sang that Led Zeppelin song, and you did a beautiful job with it. Thanks. And, and, and Justin did a beautiful job on guitar. It looked like the sparks were flying. I guess that's part of the performance. I, I think mean, that's I, how we feel. We love each other. Yeah. I love that man. Yes. Same um, here. But he's, he's one of my best friends I've ever had. Like I, he's like the brother I get to travel with. And I think what's happening is that we love what we're doing so much that it feels like love hard <laughs> like it's just feels it's better than sex like it's it's so far beyond that kind of a connection it's it's why i still do this pink what is it about like when you when i'm looking at your band i'm looking at your drummer i'm looking at your uh, bass player and stuff like like when you do you handpick these people and what is it you're looking for like when justin plays the guitar is there like do you have to go through a lot of people before you find the right sound um no, I'm pretty loyal, and I think we find each other. I think we choose each other. And um, obviously, you have to be the best that ever did it. <laughs> and they are. Right, right. But, I mean, when Justin auditioned, I hate auditioning people because I've been the person being auditioned, and it's the wor- it is so awkward and awful, and I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I will trip over myself to make you unco- to make you comfortable. And Justin, in his audition, he said... His guitar was out of tune, and he was so nervous. He was 23 years old. That was 17 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Right. And he goes, well, they told me it was in tune when I bought it. And I go, you're hired. That's it. I don't need to hear anything else. And they're just the best of the best. The only real prerequisite is you just have to be a decent human being. You can't be a shithead. What is the uh, what is the pink audition? Do you pick out a song that you love doing, or did, 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 did this, do they have to? I'm so curious about the, the process. Yeah, it's in other really... Words, 
it's really hard, I think, especially for for me because it's so many different genres, and you have to be so versatile. You have to be able to sing rock and roll and ballads and jazz and R and B and pure pop and and it's it's kind of it's it's a super rare thing to be that versatile as a musician. And I'm just speaking from what I see because I don't play. But um, you know, I'm surprised by that. But 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 Pink, you know, is you know, you've been you've been you've wanted to be a singer since you were born. I have. I mean, you came out of the womb singing. Yeah. You know, it's weird to me too that you never said to yourself, "I got to learn how to play an instrument." Oh, I've tried. I can really? play drums, guitar, piano, but I can play about two songs on each instrument. I have the attention span of a fruit fly. Does that bother you? Does it bother? It because does you bother know, me. I wish I would have been forced to play piano as a child. Right. And and because when you write songs, it's got to be extra difficult for you because you don't have that training. Mm. You know, I mean, well, I, f- I hear melodies in my head and and that's why I love collaboration because I and I get to collaborate with incredible musicians and writers. And I, I they'll play me a chord and I hear I get to hear the song in, in, in my head and then my voice can get it out. I love that you collaborated with uh, Chris Stapleton. Oh, this guy geez. is some fucking musician. I mean, I did you see him sing the um, at the Super Bowl? He sang the Star Spangled Banner. I've never heard. I, don't, even I was Whitney offended. <laughs> you were offended? <laughs> what do you mean by that? I wanted what do you mean to you reach were... through the TV and smack him. Um, right. He's just so... He's so good. It's unbelievable. Some people are just tapped in. They're like conduits from heaven. He... And he's also the most humble guy in the room, always. He's always the most humble guy in the room. Uh, on the new album, was it that you wrote with him? You, mm-hmm. uh, you Like you sat down in a room. Did mm-hmm. you call Chris Stapleton and go, hey, Chris, uh, I, uh, this is Pink. I need to work with you. How does that all go down? Yeah, so he's just a true Nashville guy. Like He loves to collaborate, and he loves to collaborate outside of his genre because it gives him a right. chance to stretch his wings. And. And man, he's got a wingspan. And he drove to my house and hung out with me for a couple of days by himself. And I was like, what can I get you? Like, do you want me to fill the fridge with anything? Can I get a right? Tell me you have something you need. He's like, no, man, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, well, I wrote this really, really sad poem. And it's called Just Say I'm Sorry. And I read it to him. And he's like, all right, you okay? Yeah. And I was like, no. Chris, I'm not. Because just say I'm sorry. It's not the hardest thing. And we just wrote the song in five minutes. There it was. That's him on guitar, right? Or is that Justin? That's Justin. Justin's good. <laughs> Justin's Thank you, Howard. I love you. <laughs> oh, I got plenty of questions for you. Hang in there, pal. <laughs> yeah, this is you and Chris Stapleton. The guy this drove is the himself. The day of Justin's life, just so you, you know. Why didn't Chris play this part? I mean, he's a great guitar player. Yeah. He did this just live in the room after oh. the fact. It's not the hard. I, I had my friend John, uh, who had never recorded on an album before, but always wanted to be a musician. He played stand-up bass, so this is his first debut. Wow! Come true. Gave him a break. And Listen Greg to you Kirsten produced. I've been listening to this album. I, I think your voice is better than ever. I mean, it's weird. You never know how it's going to age. You just don't know. 
That's how I feel about Pat Benatar. Oh, there he is. A big beard. I can't believe he drove himself to your house. I know. That's he's so the, cool. He's just yeah. so cool. Oh, you must have loved that. He knew what he was doing. He goes, I like, what am I going to do? He said to his driver, park the car over there and I'll take the car in myself. And let Pink see me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she'll think I'm cool. That's it. Um, when a guy, I'm, I'm, I'm harping on this for a reason. Yeah. When So like a guy like Justin auditions for you what do you like what is that you mean he sits down do you start singing with him you say play this and i'll sing is that how the audition goes um i like them i like to give them i like to throw three very very different songs at them and just see what they how they interpret it justin do you remember what song you had to play for pink when you sat there and auditioned for her highness it was a long time ago so i didn't have as many songs no it was um pill yeah just like a pill and who knew and dear mr president I feel like there was one more, but I can't. I don't think Maybe you got been... through that many. I think no, your yeah. guitar broke, and I just fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you do? Do you, like, rehearse for yourself for, like, days on end before you meet with her in a room? Yeah, well, I got the I got the records, and I just listened to them and, and shedded them for, you know, until I felt like I was going to nail it, and I was just, I wanted it so bad. Um, right. And I just worked my butt off, and um, and here we are. Turned it. And it turned into a long-time job. I mean, you really are loyal, Pink. I mean, you know. I, like, I'm not a rotating, uh, revolving door. I like fam. I like history and family, and we really are. I think that's why our tours are so successful is because when you get sick of me, you can look anywhere else on that stage, and you're going to see the best of the best. You're, you know, you're smart about that. I found when I go to a concert, it's not always the lead singer that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I like looking around the stage. I like seeing a guitar player shred a little bit. I like I like watching the drummer. Drummers have their own unique way. And, uh, and you want to see the joke between the people. You want to see that, that they love each other, right? You want to see the relationship yeah. between them. Yeah, there's a certain chemistry you want, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But that's Or song, there's did... Oasis, and then that's kind of fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You, I mean, you probably I've look at... i never kicked o- you in the no, ass. No, no. <laughs> but you probably look at a band like Oasis. I know what you're talking about. Oasis is famous for the fact, in their videos even, they don't move. Like, they just stood on stage, and they, they refused to move. Well, there was one show, famously, right, where, where Liam sat in the audience and just threw stuff. That his brother just heckled him the entire show. Yeah, yeah. Like, aren't you glad your brother? Really cool. Aren't you glad your brother's not in the band? Yes. That's just uh, you're not throwing <laughs> stuff at each other. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, the other cover too that I know you do, and I meant to always. I, I, I mean, I have so many questions, but this, the, I've seen you do Janis Joplin, and you do you do her better than anybody, and that's those are tough songs to sing. What what happened with that project where? Everyone was saying Pink is going to play. Ferris was going to direct that. Yeah. You know, I think it's, uh, I think, honestly, Janice doesn't want it made. I think there's a lot of things that go into that. I think it's a lot harder to get a a biopic done about a female. That's why we don't have that many. And also, um, I just don't think Janice wants it made. There was some, Linda Perry was once slated to play Janice. There's been, Brittany Murphy, there's been so many people 
I mean, there's had to have been at least 10, 10 projects that didn't fly. And uh, to me, that's like, that's a bigger... Janice wasn't happy. Also, they want to make it a happy ending. It's not right. a happy ending. I mean, it's a it's a completion, but it's it's not the truth. Nobody wants. What can't. do you mean? You, well, you saw an actual script that said oh, yeah. that, and they want it to be that Janice chose to to just end it in a no, dude. She overdosed, and right. also I wasn't there. I can't say the whole story, but it certainly wasn't a happy ending. No, she no. wasn't even. Pearl didn't even take off until after she died. Or is she twenty seven? Right, that was that's like the magic yeah. number in rock and roll. So many people die. Yeah. Hendrix, 27, this, that, and the other Kurt thing. Cobain. But you wanted that. You wanted that role of Janis Joplin. And I personally, I'm not Mr. Hollywood, but I certainly know of three women that I know personally who were supposed to play Janis Joplin. Yeah. And you're right. It just never, and it would have been, a, I'm sure, a remarkable movie. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. that's what it is? You think Hollywood doesn't want to make a, 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 a Janis Joplin movie because she's a woman? Like Freddie Mercury. I think that's Mercury. part of it. I think it's part of it. Wow, that's dark. <laughs> I mean, that's really fucked up. But well, uh, since then, Judy came out. That was incredible. Right. Um, there's been a bunch. <clears throat> there's been a bunch. Pink, if someone had told you when you were a little girl, I know you were, you were the you were the one little kid who said, like, almost from the time you were, you know, a baby, I'm going to be a star. Yep. I'm going to be in the music business, and I'm going to be a star. And you know, you had that positive thought. But you know, w- would you have believed? That you'd be going out a tour at this point and still, you know, a major touring act and still putting out music and all the hits you had. I mean, I have a pretty somewhat... big imagination, but no, <laughs> right? Not this big. Do you ever burn out on it? I mean, you said you, you love doing it, but has the dream somewhat? Um, well, let's say you get comp- not complacent, but you get. Oh God, another not tour. creatively. Creatively, I am always performance-wise and songwriting and singing i'm always trying to be better and as a human i'm trying to be better i'm I'm seeking truth and and very much into psychology and i'm just i'm trying to be better always i'm never ever ever phoning it in in this life there was a point last tour with two kids the, the first year of that tour was impossible and it it shaved off a couple years of my life and it broke my heart and it made me question everything why was it so difficult that tour was because that when you were going through stuff with your husband or what, no, what was it's going just, on we personally? were sick we couldn't get ahead of it we couldn't get well my daughter had the flu my son had hand foot and mouth disease and his fingernails and toenails are falling off and and then they have the flu again and then i have the flu and then i have norovirus and then i'm in the hospital and then there's newspapers saying that I'm fucking off on a beach somewhere and I'm literally like dying and I'm trying to get well. And I take it so seriously. If you look at my track record, I never cancel. I've gone on stage bleeding with separated shoulders. Right. I I never cancel. And and I just felt so beat down. And you get, makes me want to cry. Like you get, you get into a hotel room at 3 a.m. and your kids are tired and you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is why women don't do this. This is why moms don't do this. This is impossible. And then you just get up and you go to you, you get on stage and you do it. I, I think you're crying for yourself too because I'm crying you know, for my babies because I just remember like oh, this is uh, this is not cool. 
guys. I met, I remember I came into, um, this is why it's so important that we're all so close because we all have lives outside of this mm-hmm. and we've been together for so long. You know, we've grown up together. I mean, I've been with you, Jason, for 20, 22, 22 years. Wow. Um, you know, we go through stuff and sometimes we have to take a break off. They take a break because it's just untenable. Um, I came into a dressing room with my dancers where we kind of work out together before the show and I just, just, lo- just crumpled. And Tracy, one of my dancers, she goes, I'll be right back. And she came with a stack of plates. And we're in this arena in this bathroom. And she's like, write, write everything. Write it on the plates and then break them. And I was like, no. Who's going to clean it up? (laughs) So I'm like, Virgo. Virgo took over. No, then the poor arena staff is going to have to clean it up. That's just rude, Tracy. She's like, fucking break it. And I was like, and then people were running in like, are you murdering each other with spoons? What is happening? And I'm like, well, you... Thank you know, you, you guys. Make me think. Let's go do this. You're right about the people you tour with because, I mean, you're spending so much of your life with them. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's crazy the amount of time you spend with them. But there's also this this thing that I always thought, like guys who were in rock bands, and it, it, it is the way it is. It's much harder to be a mom and hold your family together. Dudes go on the road and they're like, they got their wives at home watching the kids. See in three weeks. Yeah, yeah, see in three weeks. And in a way, maybe you're kind of like, you know, if I was a man, this would be so much fucking easier. You know, if I never had kids, it'd be so much easier. To Mm. to have a full-time music career and stay in it and care about it, it's almost impossible to do with a a family. Yeah, yeah. I've There's two parts to that. I've had to explain to a lot of the men around me that, that, and I said it in my documentary too. There's no door I walk out of and go to work. My kids come with me. I don't even go to the bathroom alone. They still sleep in my bed. And I love that. And I would give all of this up for them because I had so much of this. I signed my record deal when I was 16 years old. I've been on my own since I was 15. I've lived so much life. And I've checked a lot of my boxes here. And it's unbelievable what we get to do together. It's, it's as Justin would say, unbelievable. <laughs> Right. And 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 having a family was important to me, and being a mom is by far my my favorite thing I've ever gotten to do. These kids are fucking delicious. I want to squeeze them until their heads pop off. Right. I won't. Child Protective Services. I will not. But I just love them so much, and they get to grow up with all these incredible people. They get to tour the world and. These are their family. They grow. They know these people. They know these people's children. It's just. It's. Do you it check in with your kids? Do you say to them, "Listen, uh, I'm your mom, but I'm going. I, I want to go on tour, and yeah, you're going to come with me and everything. But at the, you know, I'm going to disrupt your life. I'm going to, you know, mm. if I take you on mm-hmm. tour. It means mm-hmm. uh, I, I assume the kids go to school and they got to be away from their friends, and uh, you know, like, do you sit them down and say, do you, do you give them a vote in this? I do. Is that what I do? Willow and I had. Um, a very teary conversation this time. Uh, she was 10 at the time. She's 11 now. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm about to embark on something incredible. And I want to honor your childhood as much as I honor my adult choices. And I want to honor our relationship. And I want to honor what you need and what you think. And, and I know that you love your theater in July. And I won't ever make you miss that. And I will, t- I will route this tour around what you need. 
I will be home for your performances. I don't ever want to go longer than 10 days without you because I never have. Um, but I think this time we're going to have to miss each other a little bit. And or I will walk away. I'll walk away tomorrow. Wow. And, you know, she's crying. I'm crying. And I'm like, we can do this. We can compromise. We can we can do this. This we can figure this out. Um, she's like, I don't want you to quit, mama. And but I really want to do my theater. And I hope you can be at my performances and then this and that. And literally, Roger, my manager was like, oh, my God. OK, what are the dates <laughs> <laughs> again? When are the performances? And I'm texting Dude. her theater person like, I know this is a bit ahead of schedule, but do you happen to know the performance schedule for next summer? She's like, actually, I do. Didn't some industry dude tell you at some point that if you had kids, your career would be over? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I seem to remember much, that. Pretty much, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not a good idea. Why? Because you wouldn't be sexy to the audience? You wouldn't be yeah, like Yeah, you'd be a mom. And then you'd be a, you. how do you tour and how do you keep doing this? And then you won't want to do this and we'll all make less money. So, <laughs> Is the rebel in you go, fuck you, I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to prove to you that I can have a career? Cause you, I don't know, you know if I thought that outright. I, th I think maybe. But for me, it's like this is important to me and my life and, and ambition. And this carrot over here, I've tasted it. And it's it's slightly sweet. It's sweet. But the, I feel like I can find a bigger carrot. How do you know how to be a good mother? I mean, you famously had such a rocky relationship with your mother. You were so fucking rebellious. <laughs> uh, to put it mildly, I was an you asshole. were the kid. Well, the, well, okay, because you're that kid that parents dread. I mean, I, I you were really was. Yeah, you were rebellious. You would be out all night. Your parents had to go searching for you because you'd leave and stay away for weeks on end. Your father and mother were like worried out of their minds. I mean, you, yeah. in a way, do you see? Do you did you? worry about your kids turning <laughs> yes. into you yes you did. i still do yeah. um i still do i wasn't sure about being a mom carrie when when i met carrie i was 21 years old and he was 26 and he was like okay i'm ready to have kids and i was like oh you picked the wrong one right um i'm not ready at all i'm nowhere near ready <clears throat> and he I'm had a really young dad his mom took off when he was two his dad was 23 years old single dad construction worker um, and he, they had a great life together and he sort of fantastic, it was fantastical to him to be, he went, and also his body was so broken that he was right. afraid if he got too old, he wouldn't be able to play catch or pick his kids up. And so at 31, I became a mom and, and we didn't know what we were going to have because I was trying to, to, to these, I'm not in control things tests right and you didn't uh, you didn't go and uh do like an amniocentesis you didn't uh, we did all the safety measures because i'm also a hypochondriac but we didn't find out right. the sex and uh she came out and i was like i had a real cry and carrie was like is that a happy cry and i was like right. girl i'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> it's another pink I. But I, I don't, you know, my mom, I breastfed. My mom did not. My, I didn't, my mom had me taken away from the hospital room. She had her tubes tied the next day, which she was happy to tell me. And, <laughs> and, right. you know, it was very different. And I, I remember breastfeeding and my mom going, what are you trying to prove? And I'm like, mom, I'm not, I promise you I'm not parenting in spite of you. I'm just parenting in the way that feels right to me. 
And so you weren't an asshole. In other words, your mom says stuff to you like, gee, Pink, what are you trying to prove by breastfeeding to show me up or to, you know, she says really weird things, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and so, so it wasn't that you were an asshole. Maybe you were a sensitive kid and you picked up. I mean, I was a sensitive kid. I was I was a sensitive kid that was allergic to authority. I, my problem was I was a really deep thinker. And I was looking around me at all the authority figures around me and all the people that I was supposed to just hand my respect over to. And they were all miserable, miserable people. And I'm like, what can I learn from you? What can I possibly learn from you? What is this education I'm supposed to fall back on? What are you teaching me? I got kicked out of Sunday school for asking, hold on, wasn't Jesus a Jew? Like, can we, we can't talk about this either. What can we talk about? Right. So they were like, just shut up and go away. And I'm like, I'd love to. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Can I leave? <laughs> but, you know, it's a weird thing, too. When I hear you talk about being a mom, it sounds so good. And and then you got it so together. But how the hell do you keep history from repeating? Because your parents had an awful... You said it was like living in a home uh, where World War Three broke out every day. My every parents day. read at each other's throats. hated each other hated each other and 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 i imagine too when you were almost going to get divorced you went oh shit history's repeating itself i'm doing yes what my but parents i didn't did. have kids yet then ah, so it felt oh, safer right it felt a lot safer when you don't have I mean, children together there's no lifelong tie you can choose to right to walk away and and maybe even have some regrets down the line and miss them and and wonder what if and but when you have children you really and and my my credence it, my my dad always told me leaving you and your brother was the biggest regret of my life and when carrie and i were going to get a divorce when i was 28 he said honey if you can look yourself when you're brushing your teeth if you can look yourself in the eye really look at yourself and say i've done everything that i can do to save this then you can walk away with your head held high he goes i couldn't say that I couldn't say that, and that's my regret. So we got back together. I just knew in my heart our story wasn't finished. Now, 12 years later, you still have to ask yourself that every single day. Long-term relationships, I don't care what they are, family, marriage, friendship, it's hard. It is hard work. And yeah. if I really believe that my kids, I want to put my kids' needs above my own because I feel like I've been blessed beyond belief in this life. I've had all the blessings a person could want. Like my therapist one time asked me, she said, okay, you're 90 years old. I go, yeah, that's not going to happen. She goes, okay, <laughs> but what if it does? You're 90 years old. You're sitting on the porch with your 50-some-odd-year-old children. What do you tell them? And I said, and we were talking about couples counseling and marriage. And I said, well, there's two of me. She said, okay, what does the first one say? I said, the first one says, kids, I had more than a person, sh person should have in one lifetime. And I, I, if, if not having that perfect love was the only cross I had to carry, that was a weight I could bear. She goes, okay, what's the other woman say? I said, the other woman says, you guys, I wanted you to see what it looks like to never settle. Right. And she goes, well, I could hang out with both of those those chicks and i was like yeah i could too she goes which one's closer to the truth i said i think the first one yeah wow i mean i would be scared if i almost got divorced and then have kids with the person that i almost got divorced from that that is a scary proposition especially, especially with like what that. i do right yeah. it's yeah
Yeah. Because yeah, with you, there's a lot of trust that has to go on because you go on the road mm-hmm. and you, you know, you spend time apart mm-hmm. from your husband. It's that's got to be rough. Is the secret? Uh, do you guys do uh, marriage therapy? Do you ever yeah. sit down? You do absolutely on and off and it helps. whole relationship. Absolutely. I, I think it's an interesting concept that almost laughable that we if we're trying if if you're a person that's trying to evolve and grow and and you're with a per well you just changes and that right we change as we get older whether we're trying to or not and to think that you're going to evolve in the same way in this on the same path at the same time as the person that you chose in your twenty early 20s right that's it that's hilarious <laughs> like it's, that's it's the naive. dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life it's naive yeah so you you figure out where you can meet in that journey and and carrie and i are independent to a fault and i think that's part of our beauty is that he can go and 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 i trust him i know him i know his heart i know what he's capable of and i know that he's not a liar or a thief or a cheater i know that about him he's a good good man he's a good dad and he knows my heart i'm not a liar you can't make me lie if nothing's worth it yeah, I, I remember that album you put out after you, you thought you were getting divorced. And, you, and there was a line there, not going to pay my husband's rent. And I said, geez, <laughs> then you get back together. I'm like, he must have gotten a hold of you and said, you know, listen, let's talk about that album you put out. It's like the divorce album. He doesn't listen you, to my lyrics. He doesn't? <laughs> no. Because why? Because you, you would end up getting divorced. I mean, <laughs> no. you, I mean, you unloaded on him. He's got thick skin. Uh, there's a song called Hate Me on the new album, and I played it for him, and he just started giggling. He's like, well, you're welcome. <laughs> how's that work with lyrics do you do you, do you like you're sitting around and suddenly mm-hmm. something comes to you and you scribble it down and mm-hmm. then you say hey i'm gonna hold on to this maybe mm-hmm. i can use it on this song or that song or, or does it come out as a whole song i mean hate me was a whole song that was that day that happened that day right or greg kirsten i came into the studio and i was like <laughs> i said i wasn't gonna do this and he's like okay um <laughs> Okay. I was like, how's your marriage? He's like, fine. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. I, well, I play with I play with very good good sports. Good good sport people. Yeah. They handle no, me. Yeah. Um you know, I I sit there and I and I, I look at your career and I kind of marvel and I'm thinking about when I when I when I think about your life and you're someone who's born singing like I saw some videos of you online because your parents used to take videos of you. And like, at a, I don't even know how old you were in school, but maybe you're seven or eight. I don't know. And you're up in front of a whole auditorium singing. But the singing is like professional singing, professional <laughs> level singing. Um, that's got to be. Don't you, you? You know what I'm talking about. What was the song you did? Like the first one when you got up? I think uh, either Oh Father or Bridge Over Troubled Water. It was Oh Father, yeah. the Madonna song. And I mean, holy mackerel. I mean, it was really good. I love that my dad had just left and I'm singing in my first vocal review. I was nine and I picked Oh Father. <laughs> oh Father, you never wanted to live that way. You never wanted to hurt me. Why am I running away? I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah, I mean- she's dark. That's a dark <laughs> child. But I won. Yeah, you won, and it was like a professional level kind of singing. I, I mean, w- I would you say you live band? I had a crush on the drummer. Uh, like you were a savant. Were you not? Were you a savant in the sense that you didn't take 
I mean, I know you eventually took some lessons and stuff, but you really didn't need lessons. Oh, I lessons. did. I sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. You've heard. You've. I mean, if you haven't heard that Shazam soundtrack, that's a that's a real treat. Yeah. Oh, that that's the. Um, <laughs> no, my daughter first... now at eleven is better, way better than I ever was until I was in my twenties. Uh, the first, uh, the first time <clears throat> I became aware of you, it was, it was. Uh, I mean, the two songs I remember, the first songs I ever heard of you were either Lady Marmalade mm. or Marmalade. When you, you know, they put you in that soup, you know. Christina Aguilera, Little Kim, and I think it was Maya. Maya. Right? <laughs> Maya. I was like, wow. Whose idea was that, anyway, to put you guys all together? I have Who no knows? idea. Maybe Rockwilder and Missy Elliott? They were the producers? Wow. I'm not sure. Maybe Baz Lerman. I don't know. I remember you being practically naked, running around oh, singing I, this Oh, I remember the, the fitting. Yeah. No, you look great. I was a brat. I was like, I don't want to wear that. There's two things about Christina Aguilera drive me crazy. Number one, uh, just two, um, and, and, and my heart. Then hurts you have to, to say two this. things that are drive you crazy about me. Just well, no, that. no, it's that. Well, I'll tell you what drives me crazy about you. Yes. When sometimes when I see you up on these high wires dancing on buildings and risking your life, <laughs> I go, she doesn't need to do that. Pink does not need to. You're you're a, you're a great front woman. You're a great singer. It's so much fun to watch you dance on stage and sing and do your thing. <clears throat> I feel you're unnecessarily taking risks <laughs> when you do that. That drives well, me that's crazy fair. about that's you. That's fair. Every fair. time I see you do that, I say to my wife, I go, "What's with Pink? I think she has a death wish. Like she wants to be dropped on her head or something. You know, like like she doesn't need to do. That. Like if I was a sucky singer, then I need to go, you know, become Spider Man during the show. You know, like what? What do you, What do you think of it? What do you? You're like Tom Cruise. You know, you need to do all your own stunts. What What is going on? There? It's really fun. I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. It's fun and it's just it's unique and it's. People pay for it. It's like, you're going to pay for me to climb that building. That sounds great. Well, the thing that drives me crazy with Christina Aguilera, <laughs> you've done, uh, I think, two albums, at least with Linda Perry, mm -hmm. who's a great songwriter, a great collaborator with you. And that story drives me nuts that you heard the song Beautiful. I'm beautiful in every single way, which is Such a fucking a song. It's a, it's a brilliant song. It's one of my favorite songs. Yep. <laughs> beautiful. And you said to Linda Perry, who you were working with, I want that song. That song speaks to me. I want to sing it. I could picture you singing that song beautifully and really just connecting <coughs> with that song. Linda says to you, I don't hear you on that. I gave this song to Christina Aguilera. It was her biggest hit. You know, uh, that would drive me insane. And yet you continue to work with Linda Perry after she pulled the fast one on you. That must burn you to this day because I would love to hear do you. Have, have you ever sung that song anywhere? No. Beautiful? No. And I Why? thought, you know, one great thing about Linda is she will pull perfection out of you. And she did that with Christina. She did that. That song ended up where it was supposed to be. Christina sounded incredible on that song because Linda will tell you. Fuck your stupid vibrato. It's what she used to say to me all the time. Because I, right. I sang Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis. She's like, no. 
No. I want to know how you feel. I want to know what hurts. Here's the microphone. And I'm like, and I wrote eventually with her about my managers that had completely screwed me over. I didn't even know I had that in me. Linda knew I had that in me. And she did that with Christina with that song. That song was, it, it, it found its home. But, you know, Linda and I's relationship was very, very complicated. Very complicated. I, she always said I burst her bubble and she was so much happier when she was left alone. And that she never wanted any of this. And so <clears throat> when I found her, it was, because, it was because of Bigger, Better, Faster, More. It was because of songs like Drifting. I used to trip on acid at 12 and 13 years old and sing out of the attic, drifting at the top of my lungs until the cops were called because her voice, I could feel myself in her. And it was the first time that I could feel that outside of Janis Joplin. Wow. And when you find that in someone, that's why people become fans and crazy fans because that person knows them that person knows their pain and you have to tell them that and that i had to tell linda that and that's why i went and found her and i wouldn't give up and so when i was working with her i felt betrayed when she went on to work with everybody else because right. then she became the pop hit maker and i was like no our that was i thought what we had was special and that was my yeah. and everyone was like why the fuck are you looking for linda perry and i was like you don't understand you don't understand that woman well, saved my life and she's so talented and she just went on to be all these things and it, it that was the part that hurt it had nothing to do with christina it had to do with all of it in other words you were in love with her and you didn't want to share her with anyone yeah probably and you want and probably you because you have mother hunger and also because i like but, to be an original and i didn't want everybody else to then go and do what i was doing but also, don't you think you were turning Linda into the mother you never had? Like you were saying to her, be mine, only focus on me. No, and, I, no? Just wanted, I just wanted to be in my lane. I wanted to have my thing. I wanted to, I, you know, it's almost like, you know, when the A&R says, look what I, like when Clive Davis comes into a room and says, look at my Alicia Keys. Right. It's like, that was yeah. my Linda. The other song, of course, like when I first got, you know, when I first heard your music, it was Get the Party Started, which was so, you know, that's infectious, right? That's so Linda. Dancing? You hear those song, those sounds? That's so Linda. So Did analog. She, bring, she brought you the music and yeah. then you wrote the lyrics? She wrote the song. The song was written. She wrote the whole song. She, she handed it. that to you. She handed it to me. Wow. And I told my A&R, I go, that's my first single. He was like, you're nuts. Who said you're nuts to that? Everybody. That, 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 they LA, I had that. to sit down in Miami with L.A. Reid and KP and everybody. And I was like, this it, this album is fucking awesome. Right. And they right. were like, you're abandoning your fans. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, fuck it. I was like, yeah. I remember my speech, too. I was like... You need to come over the fence and live in love because you're on Fear Street. <laughs> ah, wow, that's some speech. And, and, some and they speech. say Madonna passed on Get the Party Started. Did like she? she, oh, she that's what that. they say. Mm. Who knows? People don't, I don't know. know if that, I don't think that's true. People don't know what a hit is. Huh. You know, sometimes you don't. I loved you, it. You, we had you, so oh, much yeah. fun. I did those vocals in the shower. What do you mean? I was just sitting in her tub. 
<laughs> you mean they put a microphone on you and and, uh, and said? I held just a handheld like little furry thing. You know the That's kind crazy. that French bulldogs go after the boom. Whose idea was that for, to put you in a tub and record that song? Well, I basically stalked her until she called me back and she was like, "Just come over. You're fucking annoying." I was like, "Yes." And I walked in and. She had an assistant. I was like, what's that? Someone's, <laughs> yeah, someone's that? making you hummus. Oh, what's, my God. What's hummus? <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I just lived on her furry white rug for three months. And wow. Then, you know, that first day, she was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't think you do either. This is going to be interesting. And she handed me a microphone and just said, tell me what you're feeling. Wow. And then just turned around and started playing the keyboard. And I was like, um... I don't think it goes to that music. <laughs> I can't imagine what that's like. It was wonderful. Uh, well, I'm not a musician, but I, I mean, someone started playing me a Like, I always wonder about that. Like, when I hear Led Zeppelin songs and Jimmy Page walked into a room and said to Robert Plant, you know, I, like, like, where did Robert Plant come up with like, oh, you know, how did he know to do that? Great reverb button. I want a reverb button everywhere I go. <laughs> You love it, huh? That was amazing. <laughs> you know what else I have? I have this. I can do this, too. So that's pretty cool. You know, I got a lot of buttons over here. I got, I got this. Oh, uh, hi. How you doing? How's it going, Pink? I should do the whole interview just like this. But uh, that that's that. Listen to this song, Pink. This is uh, one of your songs. Yeah. Don't let me get me. <laughs> Never win first place. Support the team. I can't take direction, and my socks are never clean. Teachers dated me. Nah, I'm stopping it right there. <laughs> Teachers dated me. <laughs> That's your lyric, right? I wanted to. Can I get my the water real quick? It, yeah, go get your water, please. I mean, uh, you got to keep you moist. <laughs> the um, teachers dated me. Is that is that they part wanted of? Wanted to. No kidding. I mean, that's weird, right? You know, people talk about inappropriate stuff that happens in their life. But in all seriousness, uh, a lot of adults betrayed you. Mm -hmm. uh, your parents got divorced. Your mother, tough, tough woman to relate to for you. They, you guys weren't the right match, let's say. <laughs> that's a and, nightmare. Uh, yeah. You know, but that that's true of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They just don't understand how that woman is their mother. And even your father's a tough guy. I mean, uh, yeah, he you know, was complicated. You know, he had a shitty deck of cards handed to him, though, in this life. And you think that, uh, <clears throat> you know, with your parents not getting along, you go to school and then your teachers are hitting on you. Mm -hmm. It seems like every adult was betraying you in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, For a uh, long time. In way into my 20s. And these teachers that wanted to date you, I mean, they'd come up to you in school and go, hey, Pink. You know, not pink, um, it was pink, more pink. of like inappropriate touching of the legs and leaning over too far and comments and um, I really just had a I had trouble with this whole idea that just because you're an adult that we're supposed to just follow and fall in right. line. I, I had trouble with that. I had a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, and it's also amazing to me that you leave home at 15 or 16. And then magically, like like things really worked out for you. Yeah, you got a you got a record deal with that band. Just you had an how old, I thought it would. Well, yeah, well, sort of like you had an old girl band called Choice. I did, and Choice was a pretty good band. But 
I can't imagine what it was like for you when you had to go to the other two members of choice and say the record company doesn't want you guys anymore. I wasn't um, allowed to say that. What do you mean? I wasn't allowed to say that. Um, I had to, I had to tell them that I wanted to go solo. That was the deal. Oh, because you had a contract, and if somebody said the record company doesn't want you, they would be sued. Mm-hmm. So the record company said you've got to decide if you want to go solo, and you have to tell those other two women who are your good friends. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I'll shelve you for the rest of your life. I'll never let you out of your contract. You'll never do anything. Oh no. So That's I went home and called my dad, and I said, I'm fucked. And he said, well, okay, let's talk about this. He's like, so when you were a little girl and you pictured yourself up on stage, what did you picture? Hmm. I said, well, I pictured myself. He goes, sometimes we have to do hard things. So you went into the room and you said to these two lovely women who you loved... Who were your backbone? I went into the room with my managers first, who managed all three of us, and I told them what was going on, and they said, well, you have to do it. You have to do it. And then they went in the room with the girls and said, she's a fucking cunning cunt, and she's about to break your heart. And then everyone disappeared. I had no record deal, I had no management, and then I was homeless. And so I met these guys, and I went to the Bronx and lived on their floor and started writing songs. Pink, I, I don't understand something. You mean you went to the you went to your managers, mm-hmm. and they betrayed you because they told the other two women that you were a cunt for leaving the band. They betrayed me because they disappeared for three months. They can say people can say whatever they want, whatever. But right. everyone disappeared. They said we got to it's got to cool down for several months. You know we can't. You know, tortious interference of a contract. And I'm 17. I'm like, okay. Right. So uh, how long do I have to get out of the house? And then I basically renegotiated my own contract for an outfit (laughs) from BB. And I got a job at a gas station. And then I moved to the Bronx with these guys. And we all got publishing deals together. I got myself a publishing deal. And I didn't know at the time that you had to put it in writing, um, you are no longer my management. Mm. <clears throat> and at the meeting on the Monday morning, uh, they showed up. And then they sued wow. me for all of my money. And so in the misunderstood, I'd sold like 16 million records and I was broke, like penniless. Wow. Oh, my God. I wanted to write a book called Artist to Artist, How to Get Fucked 101. (laughs) You know what's weird? So many artists get fucked. You know, you read about like the 60s and the 70s even. All these bands got fucked. They all had bad contracts. And then everybody got hip to how to do a contract. But even, you know, you coming along later, people are still getting fucked with these contracts. Because you're a kid and you're naive and you're anxious to sign anything. You just don't want to go back to McDonald's. No. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Speaking of your dad, your dad, th- th- I don't know how many people know this. I've seen The Rain. This is a song mm-hmm. your father wrote, right? Yep. Um, this is uh, Pink. Pink's dad was a bit of a musician. He was. Played guitar, and and um, you did this with him. I have seen the rain. I have felt the pain. I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going. That's got to make you sad, Pink, right? 
It makes me so happy. It does? Oh, God. Why? Well, well, what are you thinking when you hear your dad? I know your dad uh, has died. He had prostate cancer. And uh, what what are you thinking when you hear this? He was there that day with you at the Billy Joel Town Hall. Right. He, loved it. he absolutely loved it. That was one of his favorite days. You know, I had great. such fun. I had such a good childhood in a lot of ways. Really? I did. I had such a good childhood in a lot of ways. We went camping. Motorcycle riding. Uh, my dad every night would finger pick and play the guitar, and he taught me how to harmonize to this song. We would do Vietnam functions, car washes every weekend, dinners for the homeless every Thanksgiving. Um, LZ Friendship was their camp out, their annual camp out. He, my dad started the Vietnam Veterans Chapter 210 of Bucks County. And with, I mean, the parties, just growing up as a veteran's kid was a cool thing. We were free range. I mean, cool because it was just, a brotherhood. It was a, of to guys. see grown men hug and cry and dance and sing and bonfires and kegs and camp out. I mean, f true family. Like, I think this is, yeah. this is my model Did of your what father I grew up with. Would your father talk about Vietnam? Would he tell you about what went on in there? A lot yeah, of these guys not until he down. was Not until he started the chapter 210. Not until he was after his 40s. Wow. Oh, and, they t and he told you what went down there? Yeah. Uh, it was awful? Yeah. 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 Horrible. Yeah. It's good. But it's funny for me to hear you say it brings back good memories because oh. I just have this impression that you were just this miserable kid. Who no, no, no. There was so much beauty. I mean, he, my dad taught me the language of the trees. He was a poet. I brought him in as my favorite in sixth grade for show and tell as my favorite poet. And my teacher, who hated me, was an ex-nun. And he's standing there, and I'm watching him, and he goes, yeah, the nuns prepared me for Vietnam. And I was like, fuck, Dad. Fuck, oh, come on. <laughs> Do you think, I'm going to get psychological with you. Do you think you were so angry with your mother because you love your father so much and you've so idealized him? I did. That Do you think you're really angry with your mother because she didn't hold on to him, that she didn't keep him in the marriage? And that's really the basis of your no. anger? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. I, and I'm super into psychology. I've been in therapy since I was 20. I love it. I love learning about the brain and the way we work. I don't think that that's it. I think that uh, oil and water don't mix. And I think that my mom is a person, and my dad, I think everybody in the world needs therapy. They need to work out their own shit and not right. put it on others. And my mom is a person that had a lot of shit she needed to work out. My dad as well. My mom said my dad was not the same person she met before Vietnam. He didn't come back the same person. And... And they struggled for 17 years to keep this thing together. And they just couldn't do it anymore. And now, in hindsight, I've, I just celebrated my 17th anniversary. I understand. Right. Um, well, that's what happens. You and, get older, you start to understand my, your parents. My dad tried to be in my life. I just wasn't interested. I had... My thing was, if you are going to leave, then fuck you. And right. I kind of took that into my next 10 years of my life. My best friend and my assistant... 
was going to quit around when I was 22 years old. And I go, fine, you can quit me. I can't quit me. Fuck you. She was like, nope, we're going wow. to we're going to couples counseling. I was like, I'm not going to couples counseling with you. This is stupid. She's like, we're going to counseling. And we did. And that was my counselor for 20 years. It was the wow. best gift. And she's the godmother of my children. So she maybe, helped maybe, me break that habit. So maybe it's a good time then to segue to What About Us, which is one of the <clears throat> songs you're going to perform this morning. Where I'm so excited you're doing this. And Pink has her full band here. Uh, this is from Pink's 2017 album called Beautiful Trauma. And um, why did you choose this song to do this morning, Pink? Any uh, insight into that? I think that this is a time in the world where we need to be together and stand up for ourselves and others. And I always say that I, I think the only way forward is, is diversity and inclusivity. And we are a traveling city of diversity and inclusivity. We worship different gods. We love different, you know, we love differently. We, we come from different places. Um, we're different ethnicities. We have different political beliefs. We argue. We get back together. We, we concentrate on what we have in common instead of what we don't. And we're a traveling city. And it works. It's fucking beautiful. Fucking so beautiful. It's so much more interesting than the other way. And right, the and the, and the, weird shit that people are doing. It's so boring. I, I'm so sad for people that don't like gay people. You are missing out on so much richness in your life. Shame on you. Right. You're why, bad. Why? I, have <laughs> asked, I have asked dudes this question a million times. Why the fuck do you hate gay people? I don't even understand it. I, 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 I mean, like, what do you really give annoying. a shit? I know. What if, do you care? It's love? You want to fight love? You have that much time? Okay. That's weird. And they tell me I'm, um, I'm, uh. I don't know. I'm, I'm woke, they say, because I believe that. And I we're all supposed to be asleep. I guess so. I don't know. All right. So what about us? What about keep, us? We're going to keep in mind what you just said as you sing this. Get out of this chair. Look at you. You're already doing acrobatics. I could kill you. You're climbing over the chair to sing. All right. Here we go. This is the whole band. Here goes Pink.
thoughts are going through my head right now about that song first of all your voice sounds fantastic uh wow that that is some powerful song what about us do you do do you worry about like like i know a lot of singers will come on and say oh it's too early in the morning to sing you you have no difficulty right doesn't matter what time of day you can sing (laughs) just give me the mic really (laughs) in other words when you hear a singer go i can't sing early in the morning are you like what are they fucking talking about do you have any <laughs> idea what they're saying? It's hard. I mean, it's different. It's a, it's different, but I like it because it, it gives me my rasp back. When I quit smoking, I lost all the cool in my voice. Now I'm back to Alvin in the Chipmunks. And when you sing in the morning, I'm like, oh, there's that dirty, dirty rasp. It's nice. 
<laughs> and, and and do I have it right? The, 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 there are four women doing your harmonies with you, yes. right? I, I count four women yes. singing on that mic. How do you guys uh, work all that? I'm fascinated by that. These women, you handpick these women to well, I, I to like sing to think with you. they handpicked me, too. Yeah. Well, that's nice. We choose I each mean, other. Every day we choose each other. <laughs> But they're you're the boss, fucking right? Cool, and they're great, and they're just like good people that are just happen to be insanely talented. And I and, love and, harmonies. My dad, yes. Did that, so what I, I've, I've asked other people that could you do those harmonies right now? Just the the, the you guys Whoa, without any music you on the spot. Can I put you on the spot? Can you please don't leave you? me just a little part of that because it's so nice. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> What's the key? Me. Do you want me to be quiet? I'm capable. No, no, I like to. I want to hear the harmony. Please don't leave me. I always say how I don't need you, but it's always gonna come right back to this. Please don't leave me. Come on. Do you have the beautiful? Do you have a moment in your show when you guys just do that a cappella like that? We did, yeah, this summer. We did that at uh, Ohana Fest and I love that. Austin City Limits, right? Yeah. I know. It's so yummy. I love vocal moments. That's why I love that Pink Floyd. <laughs> Whatever was happening. <laughs> was that happening? That. No. But but <laughs> but but it's so beautiful when uh I love harmony. That's why I love Crosby Stills and Nash oh, and you yes. know you don't hear a lot of harmony That's why I love the Indigo on. Girls, too. Right. Like, oh, and then when Michael Stipe came in, I was like, oh, show offs. Look at that round that's <laughs> happening. That turns you on, right? Yeah. When, when When you hit those notes with someone else. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you freaked out by where music's going now? I see a lot of performances that, that, that feature a lot of artists that I don't think could do what you're doing. I don't think they could do that live like the way you just did it. They're, but they're there are so many that can, though. I mean, Billie Eilish, her right. voice is beautiful, bonker bananas, bonker bonkers. She, but you know uh, what I'm talking and, about. Uh, you, like you Olivia see Rodrigo. There's so many youngins that are just killing it. But yeah, there's a lot of other shit, too. I mean... That's why there's 31 flavors. Were you ever asked to be one of these judges on like Ah, American Idol? You were. I knew it. I mean, because who would be better than you sitting there? The ones that do it. (laughs) You you said no to American Idol? Yes, I would be terrible at that. Because why? You wouldn't want to discourage someone? Yeah, I wouldn't want to be mean. I don't like being mean. Right. Oh, I know. I was on America's Got Talent. And I, the first day there, I go in and I'm like, it's this little kid comes on, sort of singing. And I just said, you know, maybe this isn't ready. You know, you're not ready for this yet. The kid burst into tears. I know. I, would I die. wanted, I I wanted would to die. kill myself. Yeah, it no, was I horrible. Would die. I would not. Like I, I would die. I just crushed a five year old's dream. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> it's crazy. The weird thing people would know, would not know about you is that you have asthma. And uh, that, yeah. I mean, you're. But 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 your lungs. I mean, the way you you sing. Does it ever? Do you ever have to do something special because you have asthma when you sing? Oh yeah, I have a. I take an inhaler. But um, <clears throat> I'm way better now than I was as a kid. But also, right. interestingly enough, that's why I just don't believe in accidents. I used to have to do diaphragmatic breathing exercises at night every night to train myself how to breathe. 
And then I also, they got me into gymnastics so that I would be exercising my lungs. And then I'm singing with my diaphragm, twirling through the air upside down doing gymnastics. So it kind of all worked out. Pink, you put then I two smoked for 20 years. That was a bad call. Yeah, 20 years, huh? I mean, yeah. with that voice, that drives, me, yeah, that drives me crazy. Oh, we got a second thing that drives me you crazy? Dri- That's the crazy second way. thing. That's there might thing. be three. Pink, you put out, um, <laughs> when you put out your greatest hits album, That's we were talking number. about it this morning. When you put out your greatest hits album in 2010, you put out two new songs, mm-hmm. which is kind of a nervy thing to do on a greatest hits album, right? That's almost you saying, you know what? You hear these two songs, they're going to be hits. <laughs> uh, uh, one was raise your glass mm-hmm. went to number one and the other is perfect of course which is really called fucking perfect which i had no idea was called fucking perfect i yeah. prefer fucking perfect yeah i do too and that was a huge hit for you yeah and um, what about that song fucking perfect it's it is fucking perfect what 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 is that what comes to mind about recording it or anything that i was pregnant at the time right. and i was not yet a mom and i was fucking scared <laughs> and i wanted to explain myself before they came out <laughs> what do you mean i wanted i mean i wanted to I wanted to tell this person about myself and tell them what I was going to think about them. And I wanted to give them a little, like, I wanted to give some love, like unconditional love. And, and, and then I realized that other people listening to it were getting that from me. And now I'm like a mom to all. (laughs) So the song is about. It's about me and it's about you it's it's like we have this idea of perfect and i think the messiness is is what's is that that's the perfection is the messiness and the the mistakes and the the resiliency of of starting over were you upset when they cut the word fucking out of it no i mean i know they they they, you didn't care they've been bleeping me my whole life (laughs) right but fucking perfect was important to you you wanted that edge you wanted it because it's like you are fucking perfect not right. honey you're perfect my son's funny he's six he's a fucking pistol he goes i go buddy you're perfect he goes no one's perfect i go yeah but everybody is also so we have this thing where we're trying to figure out that both are true no one's perfect nothing is perfect but everybody's actually perfect right he's like okay mama <laughs> i remember you were pregnant in the video yeah. for fucking perfect right yep did they tell you not to do that they hid me well they hid you well. Yeah. Do you like doing videos? Because I think I do. you do. I think I think you really enjoy the visual aspect. I, I mean, do. a lot of artists don't. A lot of artists are pissed off at video. They feel it. You know. It's, I understand. Uh, yeah, video I killed it. the radio star. I get that. Right. I, I get right, that. Right. I, and I don't yep. like to tell people what a song means because it means whatever it means to you. Um, but I do like video. I like making them. I'm fucking perfect. Are the girls going to do harmony with you? Absolutely. Girls, are you ready? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, let me see what happens. Let's see if you guys still remember how to do oh, fucking perfect. Let's see. Finally, somebody's going to help her with the chair. There you go. Like a real star. All right. Here's Pink. Hi, Robin. Hello. Ready? I'm enjoying this. I think I'm ready. Thank you. Me too. Got to put my hands in my pocket for this. 
Made a wrong turn once or twice. Dug my way out, blood and fire. Bad decisions, that's alright. Welcome to my silly life. You're, you're a drummer, by the way. What a oh, fun shit. guy to watch. Introduce me to that. this gentleman. Who, who is this? Brian. He is fucking incredible. You are you fucking play, perfect. Yeah, you here. are fucking perfect. Can, can you hear? Yeah. Uh, 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 where, you. How long have you been drumming? You're also really from good. Philadelphia. Here, take, yeah, you, where you, how long have you been drumming? Uh, it's been uh, professionally 30 years. 30 years. Yes, sir. You love it. I mean, I you it. seem to be having an incredible time. I'm having a blast. But here's the question. Can you play Wipeout? 
Can you really, uh, <laughs> can, you, can, can you do it or not? I mean, that's the test of a real drummer, right? I, I, I think I can. Let me see. Let me so. take, give, it a, give it a try. Try try a little wipeout. Let me, let me, please, I'd love to hear it. You don't know. Pink, what's the matter with you? That's oh, every drummer loser. plays wipeout. Come on. It, Nice. <laughs> nice job. I would be uh, like, da, da, only, da, 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 I'm lucky. Good, I mean, who's the best drummer beside yourself? Who was your inspiration on the drums? Was it Ginger? Who's who's better? Ginger Baker, John Bonham. Or who else? I don't know. Who else is well, in there? Well, once you say John Bonham, you have to stop right there. Right. He's the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the guy. Absolutely. Yeah, we love him. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, that's what I wanted to know. Because one of these idiots who work on my show started telling me it's the guy from Rush, and I, I, threw, I fired him, and that was it. He was <laughs> He's gone now, and we don't have to deal with that. So, Pink, how many of your um, heroes have you met? Like, I know Madonna was a big influence for you. You admired Absolutely. her career. Do you know her? Do you have a friend? Do you, are you friends with no. some of these people? You are not. No. Um, I don't. Madonna doesn't like me. I don't know why. Why? Well, why wouldn't she like know. you? Some people just don't like me. How do you know she doesn't? I don't understand I, it. No, I do understand it. I'm a polarizing why? individual. Why? But Madonna's a polarizing individual. She is, man. Fuck, I loved her. Right. I don't know. But, 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 she, I that's think, so sad. Well, I think that um, she tried to kind of play me on on regis and kelly and i didn't i'm not you know i'm not the one so it didn't work out what does that mean pink she tried to play you. well it's just such a silly story because i actually i i fucking love madonna and and right. i love her no matter what like i i still love her i love her no matter what right. she was such an inspiration to me but it sort of got twisted around that i was like fangirling and and was dying to meet madonna when I, in actuality she invited me into her dressing room and so I just said a joke when Regis brought me out. He's like, how does it feel to me? Like, I mean, I heard you're just falling over yourself backstage. How does it feel? I'm like, I thought she wanted to meet me. <laughs> didn't work. Oh, out. and that didn't work oh, out so for us. So that. Oh, so she took that personally. Probably. Oh, my God. That's so silly. I wish you. Hey, listen, I got a surprise for you. Madonna's here and she's going to fight. you. Now. You're going to go three <laughs> rounds. And it's going to be great. I, I, I think you're going to love it. Um, what about Stevie Nicks? You know her at all? Oh, because yes. I know she's another one. Yes, she's incredible. She dedicated a landslide to me at Ohana Fest. No kidding. Yeah. She said she sings my song, Try. Wow. Yeah. And, and so that's a nice thing, right? That when is when fantastic. We I love mean, her. She's great. And what a great songwriter, too. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's good stuff. So I can see why you idolize too. her. So yeah, that's... that voice. To me, this is our best song. Right? So many good Do you do cover songs in the concert? Do you Always, uh, yeah. Any? You always do. Always. What do you like to do when you cover a song? I loved doing Babe. That was yeah. a fun one. What's up by Four Non Blondes? That's always a crowd pleaser. That's a good one. We like Justin, how hard is it to play on guitar? Uh, babe, I'm going to leave you. Be honest. I mean, you can be honest. You can be arrogant. It's, it's, it's not that hard, but it's, you know. Thank you. It's just amazing to just sit with her and Here's a, and here's a Justin moment. I went to Justin on a tour once and I said, listen, I need a three minute flamenco piece. Do you play flamenco? He was like, no. 
And he comes in the next day and goes, uh, I don't know. I've, I've been, I've been working on it, but I don't, I don't think it's any. <laughs> that's a profound fun from Barcelona. 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 <laughs> so that's a, so, so Pink, that's, that's the sign of a professional guitar player. He goes home, does his homework, and then he's playing flamenco. That's it. Well, so Babe, I'm going to, it's like, yeah, Babe is not a hard song. Look, can you play a little of that or are you not in the right tuning? I don't know. All right. Let's see. Been a minute, but listen to this. This is good. I, when I saw you guys do this, babe, <laughs> can't help it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Thank you. You know, wow. pretty, pretty, pretty. How'd I do, Pink? Good. It was great. I was trying to let Justin Oh, that's a, you need your uh, reverb button. Who is the best guitar player? Was it Eddie Van Halen? Was it Jimmy Page? Was it who is it? Oh God, there's so many. I honestly like my Hendrix. Hendrix was one of my first. He was the first guitar player I just fell in love with, and uh, Steve Ray Vaughan and Eddie. Right. And Eddie's amazing. Eddie was just a game changer. How hard is it for you to play Hot for Teacher right now? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Oh, God. Love this. I love watching guys do this stuff. Me too. Uh, I could sit all day and watch so this. I love how much you're putting them on the spot. This is so much it. fun. He's going to do I it. shouldn't be the only one that has to get in trouble for this interview. No, you should be <laughs> singing along with him. Here. Something like, it's something like that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. What a fun... Wow, what a fun band. I, I got to get a band. I got to get a good band. <laughs> now, Pink, we got to talk about the fact that you have a new album out. You do not sit there and rest on your laurels. You have Trust Fallout, and that's a big deal, and it's available wherever music is sold. And uh, there's a big Trust Fall tour going on, and I suggest you get tickets. Uh, that's going to go on South Friday at LiveNation.com. Talk, let's talk a little bit about Trust Fall. Um, why the new album now? Was this something that was born out of COVID where you were kind of sitting at home? What, 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 what happened here? Yeah, I just love, I, lo I got to get it out. <laughs> I got to get it out. Right. I got to get it gotta out. Get it out. I had three years and I got to get a lot out. Um, and, I, you know, it's like you, your best song is the last song you wrote because you're excited about it. It's new. And then I had three years for them to kind of fall, some of them to fall away. Like, maybe that wasn't the best thing I ever wrote while I was drinking whiskey. Um, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what. It just uh, became this whole piece of work, and I'm so, so proud of it. I think you should be, because first of all, your voice has never sounded better. I, I mean, like I said, some people, they kind of lose it, but uh, your voice sounds great. And the song that I think moves me most on the album, and maybe, um, I don't know, what you think of this thought but when i get there mm. and uh, the reason it um you know i know of the trials and tribulations with your family and your father and you had said that you had trouble mourning and mm -hmm. this song when you heard this song it registered with you i just think it is absolutely beautiful thank you very emotional and i start it got me thinking about my father who died in the summer it really resonated about forever I hear a joke and I know you would have told it better I think of you out of the blue 
much you'd hate You'd say it You were never one to hesitate You were always first in line So why would it be different for heaven? But This I is a... I could see you're, you're even moved listening to it, right? Pink? <laughs> oh. Who you... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it fucks you all up. Fuck me up, too, actually. I, I just think it's beautiful. Uh, Pink, you went over and hugged uh, Justin. Yeah, Justin lost both of his parents. So uh, he knows. Recently? Uh, no, my dad, he passed away in 2005, and my mom in uh, 2019. And they were good to you? They were big supporters yeah, of your they were, career? Yeah, to... they were amazing. They, yeah. they didn't say, they'd listen, you'll get a real job, nothing like that. They, <laughs> At they, first, they... my dad wasn't, um, you know, so stoked about it because, you know, he was like real into sports. And right. um, obviously my frame, I'm not really built for sports. But <laughs> but um, but no, he got on board after a while. My mom was always, you know, just yeah. amazingly su supportive. She was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty amazing song, and uh, and but you're when when you listen to a pink, you directly think about your father. In other mm. words, there's no sort of broader definition. This is just about your yeah. dad. Yeah, and I wonder if he's sitting with all my buddies. Yeah, and, and if he's, it's a nice thought, right? We want to think there's something beyond this. We desperately want to think that, and and uh, that it's not all that we're not just all little ants. <laughs> meaninglessly right. walking around doing dumb shit um yeah i want to think that he's you know that he's my angel i asked him before he died i said what do you want to come back as and he goes well i'm a pilot honey so i i'd like to be a bird of flight and then he said or a cannibal chipmunk and i was like we're gonna let that be the morphine <laughs> and uh <laughs> and then i went home and it was during covid so i didn't I was around a lot of people, so I was nervous to be around my kids, so I quarantined away from them, and I had the, both doors open where I was staying, and I was doing this sort of tapping meditation thing that I do. And I heard a commotion, and I looked on the dining room table. There was a hawk, and it was staring at me. And I was like, oh, my God, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he flew out onto the banister and turned around and looked at me and turned his head sideways and off he went. And every time I walk out of my house, this fucking hawk follows me all the way anywhere I'm going till I get where I'm going and then he flies away. So, I'm a believer. I'm like, you got You are wish. a believer. You you really you you do believe in an afterlife. I do. Wow. <clears throat> well, the other song I wanted to mention before you play one of the songs um from the album live uh this song i, I thought was particularly beautiful turbulence mm. and uh, this deals with your own depression and anxiety right i mean this is you and i yeah happy ending and a tragedy combined but we both can live without it and we try we should take our own advice There's a mountain in the middle. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's a. It'll take a little longer to get home. Baby, all. Speaks to anxiety. How many times. What do you do when you record? How many times do you do a take? Uh, are you happy right away? This one was tricky because it's like a yodel. <laughs> I feel what, like what I'm mean? yodeling. It's like, oh, it's hard right. to sound cool when you're yodeling. So it just, I think it depends on the song. It depends on my voice that day. I think that's why I'm better live 
because uh, it's there's a freedom there. And and it's that's the performance. That's what we get. Yeah. There's no retake. There's nothing so you're like not that. Thinking it because you know it's like it's just meant to be a feeling instead of a, a sound. At this point, when you make a new album and you do a new song like that, do you, is there someone there who says to you, "I don't think you hit it"? In other words, is there someone who you trust enough yeah. to say, "Oh, there is." Who oh, is yeah. that person you go to? Um, Simon Gooding is an engineer that I met in New Zealand, and he's fantastic. Um, but really, it's the person that's recording, the producer, mm -hmm. Greg Kirsten, Billy Mann. These are all my buddies. And, <clears throat> um, yeah, they just, they, they, they know, even Chris Stapleton, like, he has people that he trusts that. Right. <laughs> somehow. You got to. Have to every time be like, no, I think you nailed it. <laughs> Right. That's nice, too. You don't want someone who's going to sit and bring your head down every minute and tell you you didn't get it right. This song you're going to perform last, uh, and I know we're almost out of time, so I want to get to it. It's uh, This is the uh, title track, Trust Fall. Trust Fall. Trust Fall. And Trust Fall, to me, I'm not sure what you mean by Trust Fall. I, I feel more like Trust Fail. I feel like there's less and less trust in the world. That mm -hmm. Something you said earlier, how mm -hmm. people are turning on one another. We're mm -hmm. kind of divisive right now. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Is that what this is about? Sort of, yeah. I think that it just requires a lot of trust to even leave the house these days and and um, to drop right. your kids off at school and go to public places and, and just hope for the best. And I think I know a lot of kids and teenagers, and I think there's a general feeling of anxiety and of I think they feel, we all feel like we're falling backwards and we don't know where the ground is. And that's such an unsettling feeling. And so my psychologist inside of me is like, okay, well, let's, let's break this down. Who do we trust? What do we fall for? What are we jumping for? D who do you trust around you to catch you? Do you trust yourself? Do you know that you can handle this? Right. And, um, that's where trust fall comes in because I feel like we're falling. Good time bit. to play this one, right? To sing it live. This is pink. The whole band live doing Trust Fall from the new album. And there's a Trust Fall tour yes. coming up, which I'll give you that information in a minute. But I'll shut my mouth now. <laughs> Trust Fall.
beautiful title mm, track from Trust you. Fall. Man, that's good. Oh, thank beautiful. You. Oh, you good. sound. Do guys fall in love with you all the time? Like, constantly? do you get a lot of <laughs> love letters so. from? I no, no. It's so fucking mostly great girls. when I watch. It's just oh, mostly <laughs> girls fall in love with you. Yeah. Well, quick question before you go. A couple of things. Number one, you wrote the theme song to Ellen DeGeneres' uh, syndicated show. Yes. That had to be a tremendous financial uh, windfall because don't they pay you every time <laughs> they would play that song on the show? Every time they... they... I don't know. Maybe. No? I, I mean, for me, so. I was like, I got an Emmy. I got an Emmy. That was fun. And she handed was... it to me on her show. I was like, why are you handing me this? Why are you... I don't want to hold your Emmy. She's like, no, it's yours. I'm like, shut up. That's cool. Was that important to you? Winning an Emmy? You liked it. I like winning things. Yeah. Grammys mean Stuffed something animals. to you. Stuffed animals. All uh, of it. I just like winning. Yeah. Arguments. And, 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 do, you, do, you, do you leave the Grammys in the house? Do you have them spread around? I or, actually uh, have a lot of tinfoil ones because I've been nominated many, many, many times and I've mostly lost. And every time I lose, wow. either Carrie or the kids make me a tinfoil Grammy. How nice. And well, I'm a that's tinfoil a moon family. man. It's huge. Remember that? Yeah. Well, uh, you do have three Grammys, you know. I do. I won Best yes. Rock Vocal, and then they dissolved the category the next day. <laughs> they oh. said no one else could win it. <laughs> uh, listen, Pink, I know you got to go. I could keep you another 17 hours, and we could keep <laughs> singing and hanging with this m- fantastic too. band of yours. By the way, uh, thank yeah. you guys. Really yeah. great job. So much, That's called live performing. No bullshit tracks and all that other stuff. Pink's new album, Trust Fall, is available wherever music is sold. And uh, Pink's Trustful Tour tickets go on sale Friday at LiveNation.com. You can hear Pink always on Sirius XM's Hits 1 and The Pulse, Channel 5. You're really great. Thanks I for giving love so you. much We time. love you so love much. Love you. Love you. Thank and, you uh, so much thank for you. putting this yeah. all together. This was so and... much less stressful than the first time when you pulled up... <laughs> vomit pictures from a taxi cab <laughs> did i do that why did i do that i don't even remember because uh, <laughs> i'm nuts <laughs> vomit pictures yeah oh man oh well, i still talk about when you were with billy joel and we, we uh, did that show magical. together too and Magic. oh pink is also on a summer tour with brandy carlisle <gasps> oh, oh, man. Oh, that's so wonderful i'm pat yeah. benatar yeah. Yes. That her be voice at 70 is as strong, if not stronger, than it was when she put those songs out. She is wow. magic. Would you like to be doing that at 70? Or do you think sure. you're Sure. Absolutely. You, you would. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This with yeah. these guys? Yeah. Why not? My old wrinkly ass flying around in a tutu? <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you kidding? And when you're 70, I won't even be here to uh, to hear to see it. I'll just be. have to. Do- <laughs> Who knows? Oh, God. Will I be a pain in the ass? All right. Listen. <laughs> Pink, you've done it again. Thanks. And thank you for giving <laughs> us this time. And thank you to your band. They're yeah. incredibly talented. Real, and you're, you, you sound great. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everybody. That was so much fun watching you guys. So much fun. Thank you, Robin. There you go. Thank you. Now you can go to sleep. Oh. I know. Is that what sleep for the wicked? Yeah. Well, Pink told me they had to get out at 1030. So it's 1036. So I did pretty good. Usually I keep people for 17 hours. There's a lot to talk to that woman about, but she's been around a long time. And uh, what an incredible career! Like I said, I went through that greatest hits album, and it was just astounding. And uh, yes, she's such a powerful singer. And looks it like you is, were crying again. Did you start crying I during was. that? And during uh, about what about us? 
I right. got teary because it just I was just thinking about what she said and her voice is so and that's when I thought of Brandy because that's what Brandy does to me every time because right. you feel everything she's singing and uh, it makes me well, cry. I don't want you going to the concert. You might tip over the edge. And, uh, I will just be a mess. <laughs> you'll be a mess. I don't need that. Pink's new album, Trust Fall, available wherever music is sold. Pink's Trust Fall tour tickets go on sale Friday, Friday at LiveNation.com and that is pink, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Good way to end the mm. show today. Yeah. We'll, uh, see you later. Coming Wednesday, Howard welcomes legendary hard rockers, cultural icons, and rock and roll Hall of Famers, Kiss. I love these guys. Rock and roll. Kiss will be here. Only on Wednesday's Howard Stern Show. You want-